You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Polgamaniacs? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. God damn it, fellas, Kevin Owens is back. I just had to get that out of the way right off the right off the bat. My big, beautiful, bearded bastard is back on my TVs. That is how you know it's going to be a good episode. My name is Zach. Over here we have Luke. Who? Luke. You pointed it. I'm mixing things up. Woo, woo, woo. I'm tired. I can tell. And over here we have Kyle. Hey, guys. And over here, for the first time, the Big Boys and Body Slams family continues to grow because we have the handsome, irreverent, the reckless one, Reckless Robbie. How's it going? Of the things you just said, I am none of those. <laughs> Come on. I hear you were pretty reckless back in your day. Oh, most definitely back in the day. Hey, you got to show me some gig marks, man. <laughs> okay, later we will. <laughs> nice. The one. How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, anytime. It's anytime. fine to have someone who's uh, finally having some experience in the industry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> got an industry professional oh, over here, Lord. I'd say. That's right. This a, man's had matches. A Lewis County Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. That's right. A televised wrestler. Maybe someday Ooh. Big Boys and Body Slams Hall of Famer, you know? Yeah, I agree. Keep your ears open for that. Back, so, back in local so maybe, television days. <laughs> so maybe we can, uh, we can release a certain homemade video for, you know, about 50 bucks on Patreon a month. It'll come. It's, it's yeah. high it's, tier. It's, coming. it's high it's tier. Coming. That's it's high tier. Sure. It's probably not fifty bucks, but it's I'm, I'm totally exaggerating. It's but it's very high tier. Hey, but quality. We should probably first of all mention that it was very good to hear Roman Reigns. Uh, he beat cancer. Well, so he's in remission. He's in remission, right. but he's back on the road and he's back wrestling. It's crazy. Yeah, he showed up on Monday Night Raw, and uh, I think when they announced that he was going to be there, everybody kind of knew what was going to happen. And uh, sure enough. He's back, uh, and it, we were all kind of wondering what capacity he was going to be back in, right? And he threw a spear later that night, and it's, he's wrestling at Fastlane. So, good good job. Holy I'm crap. happy for him. What's it been, like six months? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Give or take. Wow. Um, well, we also have Batista back. Yeah, Batista came back on Raw. With a nose ring. With a nose ring. Oh, and, man. Uh, uh, drug Ric Flair to who knows, who knows where he ended up taking him to. It him. was kind of like a cartoon. The door closes and you just hear a bunch of stuff being thrown, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you see Ric Flair being drug out and Batista, who is winded, like <laughs> like I am after I run up my stairs, or and like Axel Rotten after he gets beat up for a few minutes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh oh boy! Yeah. So so we're getting the match no one was clamoring for as we get Batista Triple, Triple H. H. Man, that wasn't a match that interested me in 2006. In 2019, that's mm. a match that really doesn't interest me. But oh well, we're getting it. So it's probably better than Batista versus Undertaker. Out of the loop, is that going to be a WrestleMania match or a Fastlane match? WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. Batista ain't doing nothing less They're than They're not going to blow that load at Fastlane. Okay. <laughs> um, also, Kevin Owens, as I mentioned on the top, came back and uh, uh, as a baby face and then stole Kofi Kingston's main event spot. And also stole Stone Cold's finishing move. Yeah, for the he, the pop-up powerbomb was a setup move on that main event on SmackDown, and he ended up using He's, the stunner. Kevin Owens is using the stunner, Reckless Robbie. Really? How do you feel? For a finish. It, it looks, it actually looks like, good. Does it look decent? Yes. Oh, it looks great. Yes. Okay. Well, he looks great most of the time anyways. And deep, and deep Rye, deep Rye sold it pretty good. And uh, one more return this week. Hardy Boys. 
Yeah, the Hardy oh, Boys, kind of out of nowhere, just kind of were like, here we are, we're here, we're the Hardy Boys. It was advertised as Gargano and... Champa, s- and who's uh, hurt. No, it was advertised as Gargano versus Sheamus, or Cesaro, in a one-on-one match. And then out of the blue, it was just like, here come the Hardys, and now it's a tag team match. And Matt's no longer broken. No, he's <laughs> fixed. Do his hips work properly now? No, those are still broken. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't think those will ever work again. <laughs> just yeah. his brain. Yeah. Um, th- that's been the weirdest thing is I don't know if you guys follow Matt Hardy on Twitter. I know you do, Kyle. Oh, yes. But, like, he's, since he, quote-unquote, retired, or, like, since he quit last time, um, it's been all over the place. He's been posting pictures of all throughout his career. His name has changed, and it's, like, the nefarious one or something. Now yeah. I don't even know. So Something I, like that. I was wondering, like, wh- where is this going, pal? And, uh, yeah, it looks like... He's just a Hardy boy now. It looks like we're going to see some uh, Hardys versus Usos at WrestleMania, which could be a, a match. A I just one. want him to get V1 going, man. I want him to slap a tornado. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we got a show for you this week. We're getting extreme once again with Anarchy Rules, ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. Before it, we get into that. It was ahead. requested by two people. Who? The Professor Joe Ooh. Shea and our ma- main man, Rich Morgan. Ooh, Rich. Rich. Thank you, gentlemen, um, for requesting this show. Yes. It was a fun one. I don't know if I was as hot on it as you two were. Luke, I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, I popped. Okay. Well, I don't know if I was as hot on it for as any of like, the other three, but we'll get into it. So so I think for the three of us, we have never watched this show probably all the way through. Nope. But Robbie did. Yes. And where'd you watch it at? Um, I watched it either at your house when you were probably around seven or eight years old. Yep. And Or at your grandparents' house. When you were probably around seven. <laughs> <laughs> the age remains the same. Uh, yeah, I had never seen it. Um, was that honestly, live, by the way? What's that? Oh, wait, no. Was that live? I don't know. Oh, I, yes. Oh, okay. Honestly, I, um, and we kind of mentioned this before, but it kind of to fill Robbie in on my ECW fandom. Like my, you hate it. Uh, I don't not hate ECW. Why do you always say that? Because you hate the shows. My, I've never hated an ECW show that we've done. Oh, Shut okay. your mouth, boy. It just hates the wrestlers and the matches. Exactly. Yeah. Uh and the production value. My uh, my kind of history with ECW was mostly like random like highlight videotapes I would rent from the store when I was a kid. Uh, I was never like a week-to-week product follower, but I was also very young and kind of never got into it even retrospectively until we've been watching these shows. Like I have uh, a passing knowledge, you know, obviously of the big stars and, and what they mean to the industry and, and all that nonsense. But actually like following the product, this podcast is giving me an opportunity to kind of do that for the first time. Uh, but... I like it. I like ECW, so eat so my suck it, Luke. Yeah. Before oh, we get started oh. on the content, I want to tell you that today we are brought to you by Patreon.com slash big boys and body sounds. You all know what I'm going to say. Patreon.com is not a donation platform. It is a membership, and we urge everybody out there to at least consider becoming a member of our Patreon page because it's freaking awesome. You're going to get the shows a day early at the $1 level, $1 a month, and you get the shows early. Come on. You can't not beat that. You can't beat it. You might think you can, but you can't. Nope. In addition to that, you're going to get your name in credits on the YouTube version. If you go a little higher than that, you're going to get your name read aloud by one of our voices. Maybe me. Probably probably Kyle. And uh, uh, in between that, we have my favorite tier in the whole world, which I mention every week, Big Boys and Body Slams at the movies. Uh, that's coming up in like two weeks. We're recording that, right? We're watching Ready to Rumble. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. That's going to mm-hmm. be a bonus episode. We have WCW World Heavyweight Champion David Arquette. <laughs> In that pr- prominently featured in that movie, so that's coming up again. Oh boy! All that can be yours. Patreon.com/slash Big Boys and Body Sims. Check it out. We think it'll be worth your time. Links will be in the description below. Kyle. And again, there's a lot of things you can beat, but those prizes are not one of them. Ayo! You know. <laughs> nice. You know, you know, Zach. If you uh, 
if you keep this consistent every episode, basically it's just going to be like clockwork for our fans. Just the same thing as like the New Age Outlaws entry. They'll just have your whole line memorized and of course just be singing it along exactly. every Well, episode. I'm not consistent every week because I was writing it for a while and now I'm just... Yeah, no, the hey-yo was... Oh, it. That, that, was, that, that was new. Yeah. That was new. Um, also, speaking of Patreon... And some more Patreon incentive for you guys, for at least for the dollar level. We're going to be starting a thread over on Big Boys and Body Slam Slam Chat on Facebook. You've heard us plug this now. Uh, where we're going to have a show discussion thread every week. It's going to go up on Tuesday. Of course, the show's not released till Wednesday. So just one more reason to go in and get that Patreon so you can start the discussion early before all those non-privileged people. And you can watch the show, too, and just kind of talk to everybody. Exactly. Yeah, we'll tell so. you. I'll probably post it tonight. We'll tell you what show we got coming up for Wednesday. Have you guys watch it. Talk about it. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Housekeeping done? Shall we get into the show? Let's do it. Housekeeping. Let's do it. This is ECW Anarchy Rules, like I said, coming to us from September 19th, 1999 from the Odium Sports and Expo Center in Villa Park, Illinois, <gasps> Chicago. Uh, you might also know it as. They called it Chicago throughout the night, but it said how, Villa Park on that graphic. I saw it. How many were there, pal? I don't know. I didn't, oh, I there didn't were, look. There were 6,000. Thanks. And at the time, it was a record for ECW. Is that correct? I believe Joey Styles said that. For pay-per-view. They mentioned it, uh, what, 20 times? Yeah, about 100 times. Um, They also mentioned about 500 times that they were now live in Canada. Yeah, Yeah. they did. did. Uh, It was their first ever pay-per-view being cast. Cyrus was very happy about that. Cyrus was very happy about that. Cyrus was out of control tonight. Uh, So right as the show starts, a limo pulls up, and out comes Masato Tanaka, who is going to be having a uh, pretty important match I think saying a limo is pretty generous. A yeah. cat, like an, old white, an old white Cadillac. Yeah, it was, it was just yeah. a caddy. <laughs> and out, out, comes, out comes Tanaka. Uh, some man. Who was this, by the Jeff way? Jeff Jones. No, no, no. Who no. was interviewing? Who was the no. interviewer? By the way, that was a glorious mullet. Like right oh off my the bat. god, I know. Good Lord. Like, what are, a mullet. It's not the last one you'll see tonight. <laughs> no. It's a great story. Oh, the security no. guy on, hard, like, on the hard cam side had a pretty glorious mullet too that I noticed throughout the night. Uh, anyone catch this guy? Who was this guy? I, this I tried. I watched a lot back then. I had no idea who he so was. So some guy is trying to interview Tanaka. and then he's Doc like, Hendricks. Okay, thank you. Yep. And then he's like, oh yeah, you don't really speak English. <laughs> what am I doing? And then Jeff Jones at this point comes up and says, what are you doing letting him park here? My important people and Mike Awesome as well need to park here because well, we're more important than you. Well, it wasn't. he wasn't parking there. They literally just stopped him. They held the whole yeah. traffic line up to interview Masato Tanaka. Which uh, the attorney at law, Jeff Jones, said he was going to threaten legal action. No, 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 no. He's the judge. Sorry, the judge. Yes. The judge. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, then they kind of tussle over that. Yeah. Up next, we cut well, to... Well, Tanaka, Tanaka bounces his head off of the trunk. It happens. And then Jeff Jones says, you will have to pay the price. And the price is going to be awesome. Yeah. Like The Miz? <laughs> yeah, he came to play. True. Surprised to play. Uh, after that, we cut to a wide shot showing the crowd, and they are just losing their ever-loving minds here in the uh, Odium Sports and Expo Center. They are chanting, you suck dick at Cyrus. Yep. I was about to say, we're... Just right out the gate, and we're already getting a you suck dick chance. We know what kind which, of show this which is. Which will be. reoccur about 10 more times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I can't believe I was watching this at like 14 years old because I was <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. my children right? go anywhere near it. I remember I told this story, um, so I'll just briefly say it. In the Heat Wave 99 episode, like one of my earliest memories of the Dudleys is I got like a random highlight tape of theirs from the movie store, and it had that like pre match promo that they cut when they were talking about like sucking black cock. And I was like probably 10 years old watching that. And I'm like, man, why does my parents let me watch this? So thanks, mom and dad. It's a different uh, era. Different. And by the way, exactly. this was just like two months after that heat wave. It yeah, was. Yes. This was the was it the next pay per view? I don't know if they were doing monthly shows back they then. They were not. They were not. Which is so. This was probably the next pay per view. Yeah, but yeah. this happened in September, right? Yeah, yeah. So this would have been a month after because I think heat wave was July August, was July or July August. Was heat yeah. wave, yeah. Uh, so just a couple months after that, 
so now we're, we get uh, Cyrus and Joey Styles in the ring to introduce the show. Uh, Cyrus remarks that he and Styles are going to engage in intellectual can, intercourse. Can you, please, can you please tell the world what Cyrus actually did? He had a glove on his hand. A latex glove to shake Joey <laughs> yeah. Styles' hand, yeah. which he removed like because a sloppy he needed, condom. Because he needed yeah. protection for the intellectual intercourse yeah. that was going to happen. Uh, the crowd, this is when they're just like, giving it yeah. to Cyrus here. Uh, and then we get the standard ECW opening video package, just with like a classic old da 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 song. I love that package. It was my favorite intro package. I was going to say, was it taking you back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It hit me in the feels. It's the only song, the only actual ECW song on the whole entire pay-per-view. Thanks, you WWE. Yeah, no shit. After that, we're going to get to our first match, which gets right into it. I'm not going to complain about that, which is going to be Lance Storm, accompanied to the ring by Don Marie. Mm-hmm. His own personal yeah, bitch. Say, yeah, his, his own, own personal, personal bitch, Don Marie. Who, she looked delighted to be called that. She yes, did. she did. Bosom she shots did. and all, yes. Bosom shots abound. Speaking of those, I have a quote that we that comes out in the middle of this match, but I'm just going to get to it now. Do it. Let's um, hear it. The crowd is chanting, uh, show your tits, and Joey Styles says something about them being fake. Oh, yes. Oh, Thank yes. you for addressing this. Uh, Cyrus then asks, how do you know that they're fake? And Joey Styles replies, "There's not a real pair in the business." And Cyrus looks at him and goes, "We're a real. Pa- we are a real." Pair. He botched it. Are you yep. kidding me? We are a real pair, he's, Joey. He's, it's like you and I are a real pair, Joey. Good lord! I thought that was funny. I, I loved them the entire. I'm glad time. You wrote so that charming. Too. That was a tongue twister. So it, it was. It was fair enough. Uh, show your tits chant before uh, before Jerry Lynn even makes his entrance. This match well, there's, isn't even there's close Show to your tits, and then there's suck his dick, and, and then, then there's, a crack there's chant, suck right? her dick. Oh, great! ECW yeah. crowd's having yeah. fun tonight. Wasn't there was a crack whore chant too? Wasn't oh, there? of course. <laughs> yeah, you what, can what take ECW? ECW out of Philly, but you can't <laughs> take the Philly out of ECW. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I wrote down here there's almost no way this match uh, won't be good and uh, guess what I was right so Lynn's ribs are taped up as he makes his entrance uh, they get started very quickly reversing kind of waist and hammer locks they're pretty much going kind of like amateur technical wrestling style but they're going move for move uh, pretty cool sequence to open the match there's a monkey flip by Lynn and then he gets a head scissors uh, tilt roll head scissors right after that corner strikes by Storm and then Lynn gets some of his own there's a stiff elbow to Lynn by Storm uh, Lynn gets a springboard drop kick to Storm in the apron knocking him outside uh, Lynn follows him out. They trade chops outside the ring. Storm gets sent into the guardrail, and then Lynn hits a really nice suplex counter. So uh, uh, Storm's trying to suplex Lynn back into the ring, but he kind of lands on his feet, and then uh, he ends up getting hot shotted onto the top rope. Right after that, though, by Storm, I just thought that was a really nice counter by Lynn because he landed like like a swan. By the way, this is the total sidebar, but Kenny Omega. Uh, I, I said that last time, but oh. I'm just gonna say I. I I'm a fan of Jerry Lynn's. Oh. Like every time I watch him on these shows, I'm like, man, how did I miss this guy? Like he's he was awesome. Because he, was he wasn't amazing. on. He wasn't. He didn't spend a lot of time on WWE. Yeah, true. Yeah. He was or, uh, man. He was amazing. Like I love I love watching his matches. He didn't have that flashy of a gimmick, and he yeah, never teamed true. up yeah. with somebody like the Impact players to really get over. Yeah, he, and, uh, he obviously he still managed to get over, but he wasn't as popular as a lot of the other guys. Man, in ECW he's, at the time. he's great, especially working with a guy like Storm too. Like I was going to say, Storm kind of Storm kind of goes in that same category as he never got the fanfare that he probably should have deserved. He, he, Their chemistry yeah, was I, ridiculous. I that, yeah, th- those two are better, very, though. very good wrestlers. Speaking of uh, being a very good wrestler, Lance Storm hits one of the most beautiful drop kicks I've ever seen. Oh, onto Jerry gorgeous, Lynn. Gorgeous drop kick. Uh, Lynn fights back, but only briefly. As Storm kicks Lynn right in the ding dong. Uh, Lance, that actually that's a near fall spot. Good old ECW. We get a ding dong kick for a near fall you're right in front gonna, of the ref. You're too. not going to call it dick trauma, huh? Uh, ding dong kick. Oh, thank you. This is a family show. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a leg drop for a, for a storm, but two storm for a Lynn near fall. Uh, guess what? More dick trauma. There you go. 
Uh, we got a, my favorite spot in the whole world, a pop-up dick kick. A pop-up backwards <laughs> dick kick. I, I popped for that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that, nice. Uh, then the, we get a cradle pile driver countered by into a bunch of roll-up attempts here and backslides and a bunch of fancy shit uh, for the training near falls. I think you need to give that more credit than it deserves. That's probably the best pinning combination uh, counters that I've ever seen. I, I said it was fancy shit. What do you want me to say? Jesus. Fa- fancy shit, huh? High yeah. praise. It was really fancy wow. shit. Great work. Uh, it, it, it was it was it was beautiful and it was actually hard i didn't even know what to write because i was just like that happened uh but it was great because they were really i mean it was so smooth like a lot of times when you get those like dual roll-up spots it, like it kind of just looks like men just moving and like colliding with each other but this was like a dance well it was there like just a, literally wasn't there was literally beautiful. wasn't a wasted motion. no not at all not it was, one it was excellent uh after that we get um a bridging german suplex for a, a Lin, Jerry Lynn near fall. Sorry, a super kick by Storm, and then a uh, delayed pinfall attempt. Uh, the ECW refs, man, they count so fast. Okay, so thank you. I have that written down. This here. ref is counting like he's got an appointment to get to after this oh, match. Oh, sure. <laughs> dude! Oh, he kicked out. Like you don't have time. Every which, match, every match. Which is something that I've noticed in these ECW shows, and which is something that like the WWE particularly does so well because there's no there's when you count that fast, there's no time for like drama in the pinfall. Because WWE guys count super slow a lot of the time, right? It's one, two, because you're allowing that that the tense feeling to build. But when you're just like, there's no time. Like before you know it, the match is either over or he kicked out. You know, like there's no, I don't know. I also want to point I noticed. point out that the pin here was Landstorm's leg. Oh yeah, and, and the ref didn't realize it, and Cyrus was just having a fit. He was going crazy. Count the pin, stupid. Yeah, because the so storm fell and he put his leg. Onto. I, I do want to play devil's advocate, though, and say that that just means that pinfalls can come out of fucking nowhere. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's two sides of that. Um, Where am I? Super kick. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Super kick for the leg near fall. Uh, Storm counters a suplex into an inverted DDT for a near fall. That looked really nice. Uh, the, uh, Don Marie, at this point, gets involved. Hands Lance Storm a chair, who wedges it into the turnbuckle, and then instantly gets sent into it, of course. Lynn... Uh, at this point, gets over, avoids hitting the chair, but he gets crotched on the top rope. There's a sunset flip powerbomb out of the corner for a Lynn near fall as he fights off Storm some more. Don Marie breaks up the pin at that point. Uh, Storm avoids a chair shot, ends up getting DDT'd onto that same chair. Another near fall. Uh, this time, Don Marie puts Storm's foot on the bottom rope. Storm tries tossing uh, Jer- uh, Jerry Lynn into the chair. He manages to avoid it, but slams his injured ribs into the ring post in the process. So Ouch. now you see the, rims get- the ribs, the rims, the ribs get involved a little bit. Uh, Storm tosses Lynn spot, into the guardrail outside. It was. Uh, Lynn hits a stunner to Storm for a near fall. There's a corner shoulder block to Lynn. He goes for another but misses, uh, him being Storm. There's a top rope hurricane runner for a Lynn near fall. And then a sudden roll up out of nowhere by Storm, and he wins the match in a 16 three, and a half minutes. A three quarter Nelson, to be exact. Yes, yes. a three quarter Nelson. Uh, thank you. And uh, that's the match in 16 and a half minutes. I enjoyed it. It was a good opening match. Uh, I think that they left a little bit on the table. Uh, I would like to have seen, I don't know, something a little more, because I know they can put on a better match. Not that this was bad. Far from it. It was very good. Hater. Uh, no, I have to agree with them. But honestly. they left something on the table. I did give it uh, 3.25 stars. Really liked it. Uh, no real complaints. It just for when you see Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn, you know, they could have a five-star match if they yep. really wanted to. I fully to. expected to be a four-star match and left with a 3.5. Wow, I also gave it three point five. Ooh, I thought I thought I thought it was really good. Oh yeah, it was, oh, it was a was, very serviceable match. I think they're right though because I guess like when I watch a Jerry Lynn match, I'm looking for like that that RVD style match that's just going to be phenomenal. And when I'm watching a Lance Storm match, I'm expecting another at least four star match. 
And so I felt there was just something missing. But, I mean, it was still great. Yeah, it wasn't chemistry. That's yeah, I'm sure. right with you guys. Uh, Luke, the uh, outlier, the odd man mm, out. Mm. What'd you give this well, match? Well, I mean, for what you were saying, Kyle, like, Lance Storm is a keep you on the ground and be technical guy. So I, I just thought that that was mixing the two. And there were some high-flying spots. There was, like, top rope her Karanas. There were splashes and stuff. So... I don't know. What'd you I, give the damn I, match? I, I, gave it, I gave it four freaking stars. I love that oh, shit. Wow, man. They, I literally, tonight. they literally got a standing ovation in the middle of the damn match. Okay, so it's not that we didn't like the match. Oh, yeah. We all I liked the match. It. Oh, no, I'm feeling attacked. It's good. But but <laughs> I just I just felt there was there's more that could have been done. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the only thing that I didn't... I mean, the only thing that I had any issue with was just the Don Marie interfering, and that wasn't. Even oh, a big that of a see, deal. that didn't bother me at yeah, all. That wasn't even a big of a, a deal. I don't know. I just I didn't think there was really anything wrong with it. I enjoyed but, a little Don Marie tonight. Well, and considering how much ECW matches we get off the rails, yes. <laughs> well, especially, especially with, this damn paper. A lot of this, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was actually a very you know the the very Don Marie mild. aspect wasn't too. Uh, all-encompassing for sure so uh, that was that I also one thing i've noticed so mm-hmm. with joey styles um i think that he has two modes um when there's an actual singles technical match or even if the, if it's a real ha- quote unquote a real wrestling match joey styles attacks play by play hard like he calls every single move yeah however when you it, get to those brawls. if it's any sort of brawl if it's any sort of like big weapons match or anything he just does his reactions to the moves yeah, yeah. That, that's fair it's it's actually really strange i just picked up on it um i think it's i think it's i think it works though oh it's definitely i do want to say speaking of joey styles after this match they kind of cut back to cyrus and joey styles and cyrus is like hey man management's really happy with you you're doing a good job and joey's like He's like, yeah, back at the office, they're really pleased with you. And he's like, what office? What what office? You oh, you must have messed the meeting then. Yeah, missed yeah, the meeting. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, I uh, believe Cyrus was representative of TNN. Yeah, he was yeah, supposed to be like the network. Shill. Yeah. He they just called themselves. He was from the network. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I do have to point out that yeah, I'm a big fan of Don Callis right now announcing Impact. He's one of my favorite announcers currently in wrestling. But the difference is just so crazy. Like in ECW, he is off the rails all the time. Still doing a great job, but he is just going nuts. And now he's kind of in that, like, you know, calm and telling the story the whole time. And it's really interesting to hear the difference. Plus, he doesn't have a gem on his forehead. <laughs> That's the, true. I miss the gem. Hashtag bring back the gem. Oh, man. Uh, so after they, we get that little infighting between, uh, you know, Styles and Callus, because. Uh, Styles missed the meeting. We get to the next match, which I wrote down is Simon Diamond versus, uh, because I was gonna fill yeah, in. Same. I was gonna fill in the yeah. names. Freaking same. Later, uh, let's get into what happened here. So uh, Simon Diamond comes out. He announces to the world that he needs a tag team partner for the upcoming match, but nobody's no nobody's man enough. There's no man in the locker room who wants to tag with him. Eventually, Jazz answers the call, and as um, Joey Styles points out, he did say no man wants to tag with him. And of course, if you couldn't tell. Jazz is a woe man. So, so it works out. Can I point out something right quick? Yeah. Heatwave 99's last time we saw Jazz. and She uh, beat Jason, right? Yeah, she, she beat did. Jason. She did. The generic uh, call. This was just two months. <laughs> the generic <laughs> call. Uh, this is just two months later, and like, I don't know if it was just me. It looks like she lost a significant amount of muscle mass. No, I noticed that as In well. In like two months, she was, not, well. she was not jacked Jazz. She, just, she looked like fatigued to me. Yeah. She looked tired, and I don't know. Something was off with the well, and she wasn't, and she wasn't uh, vicious and menacing. So it's like yeah. she was more hip hoppy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, hip hippity hoppity, as the as the boys say. Please stop. Okay. Uh, so Jazz comes out to the ring. Uh, my favorite part of this entire sequence is uh. Simon is making like sexist jabs toward Jazz, yeah. clearly to get heat. But the fucking crowd just eats it up. They're like, "Yeah!" I believe it was a flat-chested ghetto booze. So that got the booze. What didn't get the booze is that women were no good for nothing except for showing their TNA. That got a bunch well, of cheers. TNA, like like Impact, or yeah, man, yeah, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other thing, she finally got the booze when he started getting a, like borderline racist, maybe. Well, he also yeah. did. You mention the Tom Marquez part where he like <laughs> no, I, I didn't. He tries to like introduce Tom Marquez, who's sitting ringside. He's one of the newest graduates of House of Hardcore. So he gets in. He's like, oh yes, yeah, oh boy, this is my chance. He says, no, uh, I didn't say Simon says. And oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I, is kind I of actually brutal. like that. <laughs> that one line I actually enjoyed. So that one time. <laughs> nice. So uh, and then he used it again. That sucks. So after he puts down Jazz, he six. He, and Tom does get involved because he he gets uh, sick onto her because Simon said yeah, because says, Simon says Simon says get in here. <laughs> so they come in a bell rings. So apparently this is a match now. Uh, Marquez slams Jazz down as he's standing over her, like mugging to the crowd. Jazz grabs his weenie and hits and, the Jazz stinger and testiculars and the testiculars, the whole the whole package. In fact, it was referred say. to as the testicular claw. It, that's right, it was. Uh, and then at this point, a man called Tony DeVito comes in the ring, uh, who is about and I'm, I'm not gonna, you know what, not gonna go down that road quite yet. Uh, he assaults Jazz uh, with Diamond. Nova and Chetty run in to save the day, and suddenly it's a six-man match. Nova and Diamond are in. Uh, DeVito comes in, beats up Nova in the corner, hits a terrible-looking powerbomb. Uh, Diamond comes back in, gets the near-fall attempt off of that. Two suplexes into a face buster for a Diamond near-fall. Chetty is uh, dead, by the way, because he got beat up by the big the big men. So he's just sitting there getting tended to. Is that, like, actually what happened? I think like so. I think that's up. the idea. Yeah, he got assaulted. Like, he's, like, holding his leg. He's, like, dead. Yeah, he's, like, the paramedics are talking to him. Yeah. But I didn't even see what happened. They were just like, he's still down outside. I'm like, what? What? Okay. Uh, I, I should say it now. Tony DeVito. Yeah. You ain't it, dog. This man could can't could not wrestle. It's not very good, is it? He nope. could not wrestle. I could I could I could botch a power bomb. He was if the you new, put me in a match. He was the newest graduate house hardcore. As long as I was going to say, wrestling skills were never required to be in ECW. <laughs> uh, Sandman. Mm. At least Sandman can put on a match. Devito gets tagged back in. Arguably, he has his shirt off now. Which, sorry, man. Oh, it looks like me. <laughs> It, yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, he, there's a there's a really really botched uh, Uranagi where Devito just 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 drops Chetty, just drops it, not Chetty Nova. I apologize. Uh, he eventually just hits it for a near fall. The crowd is just killing him with you oh, fucked up chance. And by the way, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that was referred to as a Uranachi. So you and Joey yeah. Styles need to have a talk, oh, Mister Friend of the Podcast, Joey Styles. I'll talk to him. Also, so. I'm going to look up after this episode what a freaking Uranagi is. It's like the rock bottom. That's what Okay, that is. was not a rock bottom. That was, it was the, well, it's anytime I, you like grab I, a guy. I have, I have in my notes written down, he attempted a rock bottom and dropped him. Yeah. It was kind of, okay. it, was, it, was, it was executed like a side effect kind of. Yes, though. it was. Yes. Uh, but I think it's all Uranagi. You know how moves are different. There's and, like 800 different suplex guys. And also a CH, I guess. Yeah, apparently. Um, and then uh, here come Roadkill and Danny Doring, who comes in. Uh, Dressed the, like a Bret Hart knockoff. Oh, or like Bret Hart and Dolph Ziggler, like put together. Yes. Uh, a brawl ensues. The bell gets called. The bell's just ringing, by the way, like forever after this. Uh, the one nice thing about this was Doring hit a really beautiful top rope leg drop. So you got that going. Well, there was also a heart attack. There's just so many botches one after oh, the yeah. other. It was like chain wrestling of botches. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> clears the super ring, impressive. Uh, leaving Jazz alone with all the heels. A bunch of dudes come out. Don't forget Lita's room. out there. Yeah, Miss Congeniality. Oh, I didn't bro. even notice. I didn't even notice. God. 
Leah looked amazing. I didn't yes. even yes. notice her. Yeah. Uh, was she okay? She was the one. Was she the one who was standing over uh, Jazz in yes. pink? Yes. yes. Didn't you recognize? Did her? you notice the heart attack? No. So that's what I think that like he was dressed like Bret Hart for a reason. He hit the heart attack. Yeah, they both hit the heart. Yeah, they put him up on the spine buster position and then clotheslined. Oh, cool. The heart attack. Uh, a bunch more guys are coming in to save Jazz. There's more brawling, and then New Jack comes out, tossing the, the trash ghetto. can full of weapons in the ring. The crowd is super electric for it, but it's just not for me. Uh, the one thing I did like about this was that he hit, I don't know who, I think it was either Doring or the Amish guy, Roadkill, with a keyboard, like a... like a And he played like a, it. Like a clickety-clackety keyboard. Yeah, computer keyboard. And he yeah. it fucking exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. mechanical keys, man. Yeah. And then New Jack and uh, Spanish Angel is the man's name, right? Spanish yes. Angel? Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, Angel smashes him in the dick with a pool cue, and then Rod Price is in the ring, and he staples his head. Three uh, times. Three times. Yep. Pantomimes playing the guitar, then hits him. Uh, the whole I didn't even count like the bell to bell. The whole segment was like eight or nine minutes. I guess I have, there was a match. I have to rate it one star. I don't know what to say. I love that they had to have someone get color in this match. So New Jack <laughs> had to go out there and staple someone's face. Because well, we've you had just two matches, someone has to get color. It's literally always the pinnacle of ECW going off the rails when you just hear mu- New Jack's music start playing. And it's a travesty because the WWE Network doesn't have the rights to uh, uh, Natural Born Killers by Dr. Or, Dre and Or Ice anything. Cube. Yeah, well. Right. Yeah. I will say that, but but I I, I don't know why everyone else hates it. I love the cheesy ass in the ghetto. I just, I fucking, <laughs> well, I was playing some GTA San Andreas music in the background. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, New, New Jack, that's, it's completely off the rails when you hear his music. And this time he didn't bring a shopping cart, just a garbage can. So what'd you give it, Robbie? Um, there was a thing to give it? Yes. I gave it two stars only because I'm a huge New Jack fan from yes. this era. So that just his appearance alone is warrants two stars for me. So I gave it one again. Understandable. Uh, because yes. the, I'm going to say it again, and I am going to write home about this anytime I see it. I hate that his damn music doesn't stop. This is that's I, such I know, a weird thing. I know that's that's a weird I thing. I copied it in our backyard wrestling. It Federation. doesn't bug me. I, I love it. Oh. I, th- because no one else has that happen, so I love that his music plays the entire time he's whooping everyone's ass. Unfortunately, I, Reckless Robbie definitely stole that gimmick. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just I just can't get behind that. I, I can for you because, I mean, yeah, you're Reckless Robbie. Yeah, Breathe by Prodigy, which is a far better song. But uh, <laughs> I, I just can't get behind it, and it was just a botch fest. And... Tony yeah. Tony DeVito might be might be one of the worst wrestlers I've ever watched. To be fair, he only hit like two moves. I, don't know, I would have to. See and he more dropped him on both. So this, this reeked of like Paul telling too many people that he was going to get him on the show. Well, you know what yes. it felt like to me. This this and there was the um, something. Oh, it was the when Axel Rotten came out later. Mm-hmm. This felt like a time filler to me. Oh yeah, like, we got to get something else on this show. Yeah. Also, later when you, Joel Gertner comes in for no reason, really. Uh-huh. But yeah. I mean, so C.W. Anderson got in there for no reason. He was on the pre-show, apparently. Oh, did you take all these guys' notes down? The name? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. New Jack I... comes in. with here, here. Here's my exact note. New Jack comes in with a Tupac shirt and a trash can. He yep. destroys C.W. Anderson with a big aluminum sheet. Hits Wild Bill with an aluminum trash can. Wild hit, Bill. Hits... <laughs> <laughs> Not that wild, Bill, pal. <laughs> Hits uh, Spanish Angel with a keyboard after playing with it. Nova dives outside for no damn reason. Vito gets whacked with another aluminum piece of something. And then uh, a sign gets put on Spanish Angel's crotch. and uh, He hits him with the pool yeah, cue. Yeah, well, he has a little fun with it first, pretends he's playing pool, and then just slams it in his pee-pee. And uh, three staples later in the Rod Price's head, he smashes him with the guitar and celebrates with Nova. 
Like Chet, see, that's why I think Chetty was legit. Like he might have been hurt, man, because he wasn't well, involved in this celebration. Chetty tried to do a lion salt at one point earlier and almost died. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, probably see, what happened. I missed that. I missed yeah. that. Yeah, so he he looked like he either broke his ankle or broke his knee. Yeah. So Luke, what did you give this? I I don't know if I can call it a match. So I didn't. There was a match I, because there w- there was a match. It, there was a match, but I'm using Where the was term the, match. Was loosely. there a pinfall? No, yeah, it, was, it was it was thrown out when everyone started disqualifying. And Jazz and Jazz involved. did pin uh, Jazz, Tom yes. Marquez. Yes. Oh, that's right. But that lasted what thirty seconds. So there was actually two matches. <laughs> so I mean, if I have to, I guess I'll give it one and a half. All right. But that's literally just because New Jack came from in the ghetto and just started killing everybody. Yeah, no New Jack. That would have been oh terrible. Dud. Uh, Even more terrible. So yeah. up next. We gotta talk about something, guys. Oh, real quick, I just I have a little side note. Yeah. New Jack had literally the best job ever. Just come oh. in, fuck come shit in, up. Yeah. Come in, destroy everyone, and not get hurt himself. You say that until a guy lands on his head a few pay-per-views later. Ooh, yeah. no. Was that Sorry. the dude that he almost killed? Yeah. It that would be, Was um, it Jack Victory? Did No, not Jack Victory. Oh, Cronus? Not Cronus. Gosh, now I'm... Mass Transit? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> don't, don't do this. All Gym, of the guys. above. Gypsy Joe? Uh, he did a, definitely almost kill that gentleman as well. <laughs> that guy was like seventy. He was Vic stabbing Grimes. him. Vic, Vic Grimes, Grimes. Oh, okay. yes. In the, you're on top of a, ba- a basketball uh, um, backboard, and yeah. that's what they fell off of. Through I think it was supposed to be like four tables, but they only nicked a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And Vic landed with all of his like 400 pounds on New Jack's head. Wow, almost making him, him go blind in his left eye. Yes, and uh, fracturing his skull. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so don't ever botch with New Jack. Yeah, because he, he, he got the receipts later. He's also the, gotten away with like five justifiable homo- homicides. Thank you, be on the mat. Yes. <laughs> yes, watch it just for that part. It's oh, really yeah. weird. Uh, it's really weird how he becomes best friends with the Jewish director. It happens. New Jack's awesome. Yeah. He's charismatic. Uh, Not the best wrestler. Right. Okay, we got to talk about the dubbing over Little Guido's entrance music. Oh, it's awful. Because it's, it's the pop. It's the worst what? thing I've ever heard in my entire I, life. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was listening to it on the drive over here. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sometimes, I say sometimes, sometimes they're kind of okay at hiding the dubs, either because the music sounds somewhat similar or the piped-in crowd noise sounds realistic, but everything about Little Guido's entrance was horrible. Why didn't they just pull out the FBI's entrance? From Why? The I know. That's yes. a very There's good no question. reason not to. So the so the so obviously he comes out on uh, Big Sal's shoulders, and there's like it, it, the the best way I can describe it is that it's an instrumental version of ABBA's Dancing Queen. That's Ooh, like the yeah. best way you can describe this song. Was, and then the the crowd noise is like the mix is bad, so the crowd noise is like definitely pumped in. And then Little Guido's like talking directly to the camera and nothing, not even a humble murmur of a human voice. Oh, I I cracked up. It was just soft ass pop yeah, music. It was I, so I just weird. don't get it. It was so weird. Well, and at the back to the crowd, it's amazing how. That they have certain camera angles, especially like when New Jack was playing to the audience, where they'd kind of shoot towards the ramp, and they had uh, the fans on the bleachers near the ramp. That place looked huge. I know they looked did amazing. I loved the the wide shot they had as well. Yeah. It was uh, like added some production value oh, yeah. to the show, and it definitely made that venue. And then look... you, well, the, I'll say later, later on, you'd have them wrestling, brawling out, brawling outside the ring. Let's face it, and they'd um, be showing the audience, and that place looked tiny. Yeah, I know, tiny, but yeah. those those, lo- those wide shots it looked yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, it's like how WWE is so good at making. Making the ring look big, yeah. And then you go to a you live to an show, and you're, and you're like, like "How do these people run?" Around <laughs> we were just campaign. talking about that. When yeah, we, were at we went to Raw. Um, so this match, I said to get that out of the way about Guido's. Day. Yeah, but this it. match is going to be Little Guido with Big Sal, of course, versus Tajiri versus Super Crazy Yoshihiro Tajiri. Three way dance, yes. yeah. Yoshihiro, an international three way dance. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Um, 
Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure, by the way, I noticed this uh, before the match started. What's the percentage that Big Sal is literally just a shaved bear? <laughs> <laughs> that man is not human. Did you also notice him and the referee pushing each other before the match started? Yeah, the ref is holding his own, though. Yeah. Also, yeah. they were trying to... At one point, Joey Styles literally said, Ah, oh, Big Sal, uh, Big Sally, near 300 pounds. Dude, that motherfucker is well, 400 pounds. Well, then he said pounds. that, but then he He's called him... But then Cyrus called him as near 600 pounds, like yeah, a, I would a minute later. That. I would believe that. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be close to seven foot tall. Because he's a shaved grizzly. Um, so the match starts off. Oh, oh by you're the way, le- no, you're leaving out the best line of the whole match, which yep, is do it. he's only big enough to be a suppository for Big <laughs> Oh Cal. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Saying and that, that was about regards, to yeah, yeah, and he's and then uh, he was like, I don't need to think about that. And then Callus said, uh, Cyrus said, uh, he's what even got the grease on his head. What a visual! <laughs> which cracked Joey Styles up, by the way. Oh, uh, he kept it coming, man. Oh. So they do the crowd introduction. Super crazy is super over. He's by far the fan favorite going to the match. All three men size each other up as the bell rings. Super crazy and Tajiri both give Guido some corner offense. There's a flying crossbody by Super Crazy to Guido for an early near fall. A backwards. A backward. Yeah, it was like a kind of like a springboard style. I don't know. It was young. Young shit. Super Crazy is probably one of the most underrated luchadors ever. Oh, for oh. sure. Uh, Tajiri hits this a match was just stunning. For oh, all my three. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Tajiri hits basement drop kicks to both competitors. Guido gets thrown hard out of the ring by Tajiri. As Super Crazy looks on, there's a head scissors to Super Crazy. He recovers and hit a bring, hits a big springboard drop kick. Guido comes back in, hits a springboard crossbody to Super Crazy, and then a camel clutch gets applied um, to Guido by Super Crazy or Tajiri. One of the, I don't know. I didn't write down who it was. I think it was Tajiri. Well, the hold is applied. It was no, Tajiri. it was, yeah, it was, it was Super Crazy he added it on because as it was happening, Tajiri drop kicked Super Crazy once and then he acted like he was going to do it again. Like maybe they're working together, but this time he kicked Guido. Mm. And then we get a monkey flip into a Guido clothesline by Super Crazy. Tajiri gets some stiff, ki- stiff kicks to Guido who rolls outside. Uh, Super Crazy's right there to meet him with some chops and then tosses him into the crowd. A basement drop kicks then Super Crazy into the crowd as well. And then Tajiri with a beautiful Asai moonsault onto both of them. Big Sal wants to square I forgot that Tajiri, Tajiri could point. move like that. Honestly. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, well, by the time he got into WWE, his legs were kind of Matt Hardy-ish. Yeah, true, true. yeah, he was not doing that anymore. And that was the second best Asai moonsault into the crowd in this match. You're damn right. Because <laughs> we got an even better one Dude. a few minutes after that. <laughs> All the ECW pay-per-views we've watched, the uh, the... Over or outside the railing spots are is just amazing. I know. Immeasurable. They never get old. There's no, so many of them. Well, um, we're also leaving out, and I noticed this in the first match, no padding anywhere to be seen in these old ECW ones. Oh, no. It's just, just bare floor. floor. Yep, yeah. Concrete. Um, so Big Sal's in the ring now. Tajiri comes back in. He wants to square up with Tajiri. Promptly gets slammed. And then there's a power bomb to Super Crazy. Little Guido. Little gui- and, <laughs> and a You Fat Fuck chant. You Fat well. Fuck chant. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, Guido recovers, hits a nice middle rope, leg drop to Tajiri. I then, called it a famouser. My boy you, Billy Gunn. It, it kind of was. It, it, was, kinda, a it was a famouser. Yeah. You're correct. Uh, yeah. And then he covers Super Crazy, though, for the near fall, who's still dead from the power bomb. There's a snap German suplex by Tajiri to Guido with a bridge for a near fall. Outside, Tajiri slams Guido, ribs first into the guardrail. Guard it was. And then nasty. tosses him back into the first row. And then Super Crazy hits an incredible Asai moonsault of his own I just have from the top here, rope. God bless Super Crazy. Under both men. Yes. It was amazing. Mm, that was insane. It was great. Big Sal tries getting involved now, but Super Crazy kicks him down and slams him through a table. Uh, Don Cal said something funny. Does any of you write it down? Uh, All right. Tajiri recovers. I can't remember what it was, but it was something about how the table showed no resistance. I yeah, don't know. But it did. Oh, yeah. That was, I don't even know no, if you can I'm call it I'm pretty sure that's bumps. what Joey Styles said. Oh, okay. I knew yeah. somebody kind that of. That table didn't a stand a chance. Yeah, that's yeah. what, what it was. Said. That's what it was. Thank it, you. I 
bent around. I, as a big fellow myself, I cannot imagine falling that far into the ground because that table did not stop it. it he might well, have well, just And he only clipped it. He yeah. only clipped the table, and the part that he clipped disintegrated. It, it, yeah. it exploded. <laughs> it we was, know if he's still alive. He seems like one of those guys who's probably not big around. There's a yeah. 5% I, chance I he's looked still it up. alive. He's Is alive. Last no way. Really? Yeah. Well, good for Big Sal. I'm glad he's still. I'm glad he's still around. Dick. Uh, what? I'm not a dick. Oh, no, he's, he's fair to assume that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> half the wrestlers on true. this pay per view are dead. Uh, Tajiri recovers. He tries for a sunset flip and then transitions that into the tarantula when he can't get him down. Beautiful transition, by the way. While it's applied, Guido runs. Guido runs in with a big drop kick to Super Crazy, and then we get a really nice bow and arrow transition into a dragon sleeper by Tajiri onto Super Crazy, Surfboard. and then into a camel clutch. <sighs> Sideways is bow and arrow. While that's happening, mm. Guido, I think you actually might be right. They called it both. Uh, Styles was calling it the surfboard, and then Kyle was calling it the bow and arrow. Um, I think you're right, though. But this combo was... Go ahead. Yeah. He did both. Yeah. Um, while that's applied, Guido runs in. Oh, I already said that. Uh, while that's happening, the camel clutch, that is, Guido locks in the Sicilian crab. So uh, poor... Poor uh, Tajiri is just getting it from both sides here. Nice. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, then there's a Tamikaze for Gu- for Guido near falling a super crazy right after that. Unprettier. Unprettier. Yes. yes. Uh, then a super kick by Tajiri to Guido, who hangs him on the tree of woe. Super crazy misses a basement drop kick because Guido sat up. Uh, but then Tajiri does not. And then there's a springboard moonsault by Super Crazy. And little Guido is eliminated in nine and a half minutes. And uh, my favorite thing Cyrus has ever said, these foreigners are diabolical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which he said about the plan that they made to get Guido out of the match. Which Styles had the best reaction because he just was quiet for a second and then just repeated what he said. <laughs> and then, and then of course, uh, Cyrus was claiming innocence because he was like, what? I'm a foreigner. <laughs> yeah. Good save. I thought that was hilarious. I don't know why, but it just got me. It tickled me. Uh, Tajiri and Crazy Square each other up super crazy is on the apron knocks tajiri down hits a quick springboard moonsault for a near fall there's a handspring elbow to super crazy by tajiri super crazy gets right back with a sit-out powerbomb for a near fall well, not even a near fall a one count yeah he, he no sold that that's garbage fair. that's fair uh powerbomb gets counted into a tajiri spike ddt for a near fall of his own super crazy hits an inverted tornado ddt for a near fall he crazy. said he like took him forever to set it up but it was worth it once he hit it it was sick uh there's a bottom rope moonsault but tajiri gets his knees up when he goes for the second rope one him being super crazy a buzzsaw kick running drop kick brain buster and tajiri wins the match in 14 and a half minutes this was match was fantastic probably match of the night legendary oh yes. by far um I, I quit taking notes right about the time that guido was eliminated and after that the only thing i have written was it was like playing no mercy it was it, incredible it was like watching the, it the was best amazing no mercy match ever <laughs> uh, i really liked it i give it 4.25 stars i just man it was great great yeah. great 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 i actually gave it four and a half nice uh, i 4.25 oh sorry oh no you're good <laughs> i actually cut you off i think this time because you've been going second but I, I went second, so my bad. Suck it. Right. You, you, you're up. 4.25. <laughs> I did four and a half. That was about as close to being a perfect match it as was you amazing, can get. Yeah. yeah, it was four and a quarter for me. An absolute pleasure. Freaking legendary. Ugh. And all of these and all of these guys in their prime. Yeah. Literally oh, all three yeah. of them. That's oh, yeah. the whole pay-per-view, basically, though, when you think about it. Like, yes. everybody was in their prime when this yes. all happened. The interesting thing is, um, like, there's kind of a formula for, like, multi- like more than two matches now, like for Triple Threat and Fatal Four, like there's kind of a formula for those. This did not adhere to that. There was no. like some really interesting stuff happening through during this match. I think the fact that it was an elimination, since it was the three way dance, 
rules, I think helped it a little bit as oh, well. For sure. Oh, that's what I was going to say is I love the three-way dance. Me too. <laughs> rules in ECW just because elimination is so much better. Oh, because then fun. like it kind I of agree. it kind of want you kind of want it to set into a formula if it's a first fall cuz then everyone's going to be rushing to get that fall. But well, since you have the elimination, it kind of changes the whole dynamic. And then as long as you've got the talent, it becomes a one-on-one match that yeah, just yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm getting real sick of triple threats and fatal four ways in the WWE lately because they, are they so do formulaic. them so yeah. much and they're so like laid out and so I mean everything's you know, you know laid who, out. You but know you have to thank for that, right? Who? Styles, Joe, and AJ, or no, Styles, Joe, and Daniels. But yeah, but that didn't that didn't go with the same program. Like it just seems they're so repetitive now. But this was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it was different, and I appreciated that. Is uh is Tajiri the Godfather of strong style? Like he just he just kicks the shit out of people. No, but he definitely those are some of the best leg kicks I've seen. Oh man, in his a kicks wrestling are great. Ring. Those, those are as real as they get. His, his kicks are just ridiculous. And After on that, that note. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, up next, Steve Carino announces in the back that he's got a tag team match coming up and that ICP was originally going to be the the flag bearers for this match. Oh, oh thank man. God they but did not they, show up. Unfortunately, oh, okay. they pulled out of the match, so I don't get to see ICP wrestle this time. Maybe oh, we, thank hey, God. Hey, maybe we can do a JCW show one of these Yes, times. Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Good, good. We'll do that. We'll do that soon. Yeah, yes, we'll, we can we'll watch, Robbie back. We can watch one. Madman Pondo <laughs> yes. and uh, oh, the, the, the fat duck from Sudan, Abdullah the Butcher. Um, so uh, I've watched a couple. Instead, it's going to yeah, be Carino himself and Rhino are going to be in the match. Was this legit? Was this actually supposed to be ICP? So I tried to look that up. Yeah, I I, I kind of swore they were in WCW at the no, time. They, well, they, they were. were because they said that they were they had a job Monday night and they didn't want to leave that job Monday night is what something Styles so, said. So yeah. Styles was saying that they were going to re-sign. Uh, they were they were looking to re-sign with WCW, but they were going to dip out, come wrestle this match, and then go re-sign. But they were too scared to fight Dreamer and Raven, and they took they took liberties on this to talk crap about WCW and WWF. Yeah. And Cyrus even says. Um, Oh, I remember those guys from the WWF. You know, they had more heat in the locker room than I did. That's a lot of heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whether it was real or not, I don't know. It was just interesting. So it is going to be Carino. Uh, well, it's going to be Rhino. Uh, and then we see Billy Corgan in the crowd. So Of TNA fame. Of TNA yeah. fame. And that's the only thing he's famous for. What does he, what does he own right now? Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> no, he owns the NWA, Luke. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, then after that, we're going to get a match, and it's going to be Sabu versus Just Incredible, who is, of course, accompanied to the ring by Jason. This is a match of guys making bad personal life decisions. <laughs> yes. Yikes. Yes, it but is. But at this point in time, they were on fire. Oh, yes. Except it, for Fonzie the Legend. Hey, Fonzie was, kept it to a dull roar. Yeah, yes. Hey, oh, yes. thank God, dude, because I could not have sat through I, After that tag team match, <laughs> oh, oh my oh. God. I could not have sat through another. Uh, I love him. I know you do, you, you big, lovable bastard. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, so, yeah, of course, Credible is accompanied to the ring by uh, Mr. Generic himself, Jason, who doesn't even get a last name. He's just Jason, which is the generic name for a generic. I'm sorry, just Jason. I hate him. I hate this man. I couldn't tell. Friend of the podcast, Jason. <laughs> uh, so just incredible. Who I'm just going to start calling Bald Xbox because um, he looks like Bald Xbox. And it's hilarious because they were in a tag team. I know. Yeah. Uh, Sabu was suspended, by the way. Yeah. So Sabu got suspended because he kept beating up Just Incredible, right? Yes. Or all of the Impact players. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened. Sabu crazy. He was beating up everybody. Yeah. I mean, people was... forget this, but Sabu's the homicidal or no suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, death-defying racist. Racist, Sabu. Homophobic. Racist, homophobic. <laughs> he's added. He's, yeah, he's really he's just adding more and more titles. adjectives to this. Uh, friend of the podcast, Sabu. Uh, <laughs> but maybe we're falling off the rails. Here. Yeah, but maybe don't come on the podcast <laughs> because you might say some crazy um, shit. So 
Actually, come on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get some views. Just incredible addresses the crowd. Uh, says, if you're hoping to see Sabu, I got news for you. Uh, Jason hands him a piece of paper. Turns out it's a restraining order against Sabu. He hands it to the ring announcer and the referee to kind of mull it over. The referee says, uh, Jim yes. Molino. Jim Molino says, yes, this is a legitimate order, but you know what? Fuck it. This Tonight. Is it. This is anarchy rules. Tonight, anarchy rules. Yeah. This is going to happen. Fuck it. The cops aren't allowed in. We've got the place barricaded. There's going to be the SWAT teams coming in any minute. This match is yeah. happening. And then he's like, hey, Bob Ortiz, Bob Ortiz, go ahead and announce this. So he goes to announce it, and then uh, Just Incredible just kills this guy. Destroys. I'm pretty sure he killed him with this kendo stick. Because <laughs> he hits him right in the head. Kendo oh. stick shots I've ever the poor seen. Poor announcer life. didn't look like he saw it coming. He either. broke the damn thing yeah. with one shot to his face. Uh, and then the lights go out. The crowd goes crazy. When they come back up, Sabu's there. And then there. there's a do- gong and Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. What? <laughs> so Sabu appears as the lights come back. Uh, slingshot sidekick for Sabu near fall right as the bell starts to ring. And Asai Moonsault for a near fall after that. Uh, Fonzie's got the whistle. But thankfully, as we said, it's not that pronounced this time. Outside, Credible gets sent into the guardrail and then smashed with a chair. Fonzie puts a table on the entrance ramp, which Sabu sets up. Uh, there's a, I noticed right here there's a blurred out sign, but you can clearly see that it just says WWF with a, a, a line and a, and a circle around it. Uh, because when they, they go to the shot underneath, it's not blurred. So it's like, why? Okay. Well, they definitely bleeped out earlier when uh, Cyrus said WWF. Yeah. WWF. Yeah. And they're not allowed to say it, you know? Oh. Uh, Sabu gets set on the table that he set up and uh, Credible goes up to the top rope with a splash and puts Sabu right through it the old, it's the old rule of thumb don't set up a weapon unless you want to get put through or into or hit with that high weapon. risk high reward that's right uh, Sabu as I said gets splashed through the table back in the ring uh Justin Credible gets a near fall off of that spot. Sabu baseball slides Credible back outside the ring. And then a beautiful looking air Sabu to Credible in the crowd outside. He balanced on that top rope. Yeah. Forever. And it wasn't a normal air Sabu because he had a rolling senton. Yeah, to that into one the crowd. was it was beautiful. Extremely dangerous looking. Oh, yeah. But the way, he, man, like he's always had good balance on that top rope, but it felt like he hovered there forever. By the way, can I just go back right quick to when the table broke? Yeah, man. Uh, that could have been awful. Because when Credible splashes him, the table leg stays upright yep. and the wood just crumbles <gasps> around it. That could have been an impaled. It could have impaled Sabu. I noticed that too. I didn't I was notice like, that. I was like, that does not look safe. Wow. That could have killed that man. I didn't notice that. I am nothing could kill to, him. But to, it to be honest, there's a lot of stuff in this show that <laughs> could probably kill yeah. someone if gone wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, and we'll see in That's a wrestling. couple minutes here. Yeah. Uh, a table Sabu gets, a gets, table gets cut draped open. between the apron and the guardrail. Credible set up on the table, but he rolls off before anything happens. Credible gets hung on the second rope, hit with a guillotine, diving leg drop by Sabu. And then he gets put face down on the table, which is now just leaning because I don't know if the leg broke or they just didn't put it back up. It had fallen. So now it's just leaning against the guardrail. Um, and... Credible gets put facing on the table. This time he gets put through it with a diving leg drop. And then Sabu goes for another one. But Credible like kind of moves. Yeah, because I'm sure it hurt. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I'm not doing this again. And, well, uh, like he only broke the first leg drop, like only broke yeah. one fifth of the table. Yeah. And the second time, it, it's funny because like you say that Credible moves, but it literally looks like Sabu's like, oh, enough, not enough of this table broke. I'm he, just going like, to put went, myself yeah, through this Yeah, he went shit. like over Credible kind he, of. He just went completely through the table well, by himself. And he used to do that. He used to throw himself through tables yeah. bef- after matches if they didn't get completely destroyed. I'm he pretty sure that's why he did them. this. Yeah, 100% uh, why he did it. This time, however, uh, he got stabbed with a jagged piece of the table. And uh, that's the best way to put it, right? He got, yeah, that he got would stabbed. Because yeah. uh, his his midsection, his abs are just blooding throughout this match. <laughs> blooding. Uh, well, and at this point, we have to realize he took that, now. that huge bump, front flip bump, you know, yeah, from the top that, rope. I mean, yeah. And now he's taking two leg drops basically to the floor. Yeah. 
I, I don't know how he, he's uh, adrenaline must be a hell of a drug. Oh yeah. Oh, and or drugs cocaine. must be cocaine. a hell of drugs yeah, yeah. too. Uh, so everyone's blooding at this point. Uh, Camel Clutch get up, gets applied back into the ring by Sabu. Jason gets involved, sent out quickly. This happens forever. They're both doing Camel Clutches to each other, and the fa- the other person's manager gets involved. Uh, yeah. Right after that, though, and a little bit later, we get a super kick to Sabu by Credible. Uh, Credible now has Sabu in the clutch again. Uh, eventually. Credible sets a table up in the corner and drop kicks Sabu while he holds a chair for a near fall. Uh, so he's going for like a chair shot, but he gets drop kicked. And uh, of course, the old chair reverberation back on the head spot. The Sabu hits a springboard DDT for a near fall. Credible cracks the kendo stick over Sabu's head for a near fall, a stunner to Sabu. And then Credible kind of whiffs on a bulldog, putting Sabu through the table. Although Credible eats the majority of that blow. And then I love this. Fonzie just like tips the top half of the table over onto Credible's head, which actually got a near fall for Sabu. Uh, there's a top rope springboard leg drop to Credible for a Sabu near fall. He tries again, but Credible rips, uh, tri- trips Sabu onto the chair because he kept doing like step up onto the chair leg drops. Uh, he did two of them and then the third one didn't work out. Credible goes for a tombstone, initially gets reversed, but he rolls back over after Jason gets involved, allowing Credible to hit it for a near fall. And then Fon- Fonzie slides a chair into the ring and Fonzie just hits Sabu in the head with it. <laughs> That was so right funny, right, the, right in the head. And then Credible avoids an Arabian face buster and then hits a tombstone onto the chair. And just incredible wins the match in 14 minutes. Um, pretty good match. You also I forgot Fonzie hitting a sidekick on Jason. I was gonna say what? I missed super that. kick, nice bro. Kick. I yeah, missed nice that. What? Super when did yeah, that happen? Because Jason came in, and so Fonzie oh, came yeah, in too, yeah, and he yeah, just yeah, kicked yeah. his head off. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, Fonzie also threw a chair into the back of Sabu's head, like while oh, he was yeah, laying down. Yeah. Uh, so Fonzie's getting, Fonzie's getting brave. Fonzie's getting brave. Well, I mean, I think you're just being a little clumsy there. It happens. Yeah. Nice super kick. Anyway. Uh, I enjoyed this match quite a bit. I gave it 3.5 stars. Uh, just, just chaos, hectic, brutal, bloody chaos. It was fun. So, mm. Sabu at this point in time in my life was my absolute favorite wrestler, mm-hmm. bar none. And this match might be his finest work at the time, as far as no botches. Oh, yeah, you that's know, a good point. Hitting all of his spots, hitting them all as clean as you can possibly hit them. Yes. This is like the match I'd almost be like, hey, if you want to see what Sabu can do, not just say awful things on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to go four, four and a half, not four and a half, uh, 4.25. Sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, it was, I was like a little kid. I was giddy while watching this. Kyle, what'd you think? I gave it three and three quarters. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I th- really? I, yeah, really, dude. Yeah. Um, good stuff. And, this is you're right. This is one of the finer Sabu matches I've seen because he did not botch anything, which says something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he didn't. He the, was, the only botch, the only botch was by the table. Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, Luke, what'd you think? Three and a half. Uh, yeah, this was nuts, and goddamn, I mean, Sabu is just a treasure. And yes, I, I like Sabu a lot more. Also, than you guys. <laughs> Sabu the wrestler is a treasure. Yeah. Well, yes. Not, no, yep, not yep, Terry yep. Bunk. The uh, Terry Brunk. Brunk. Yeah. Question. The, the guy quick, quick question. This is up. this is a complete. Has nothing to do with anything. Oh, good. Was it wise for Impact to book him? <sighs> Man, are that, they getting hate for it? Really? A little bit. Oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right now. In no. The upcoming definitely not. Match. No. No. Not wise. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Kind of nothing good will come from it. We'll I watch it. So I guess that yeah, it's going to be not be a very good match. Probably. Well. Okay. So get invited back. So here's the thing. If Rob does most of the work with Pentagon and Phoenix, it's going to be a fine match, right? And if Sabu can hit a couple of his just his spots, it'll be fine. It'll be passable. I think it'll work 
because Phoenix and Pentagon are just such phenomenal workers, and Rob can still carry his own. Also, um, Impact fans are definitely smarks. <clears throat> Excuse me, they're definitely smarks. So he's calling you out, Kyle. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> like they're they independent fans for the most part are, are very educated. Politically, so maybe I think I know where you're going with so, this. So. Do you think that RVD and Sabu, especially Sabu, obviously, like are going to get any sort of RVD will, but Sabu going to get any sort of fanfare, or do you think he's going to get booed out of the damn building? You know, that's a good point because there are a lot of smart fans who are uh, like Kyle. So, so yes and no because I think I think a lot of people are going to cheer just because it's RVD and Sabu for the first time in how many years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're they're facing another great team. So if they can just be on their game for this one night, people are gonna love it. But if Sabu starts botching shit, he is they're going to give it to him. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna give it to him. That's how I feel about it too. And he's not gonna just get banned from Twitter. He's gonna do be we know getting banned. It's gonna be a rough night, I think. Do, yeah, I do, do we I know? Think he's gonna try to go a little bit over his head because he's gonna be feeling the adrenaline, mm-hmm. be in front of a, probably a pretty hot crowd, a pretty big crowd compared to what he's probably used to performing in front of. And he's going to try to do one of those old classic things, and he's yeah, going to crash. Yeah, well, and right. that's what I was going to ask. Do we know, like, a, right about this time, how active he's been lately? I have no idea. He's backing on Twitter. Up For, until <laughs> I could have swore a year or two, maybe even longer ago, he was unable to barely even walk. That's what I'm worried. So I, I was reading some that he wrestles like once a month. Oh, okay. So I mean, he's still somewhat active, but well, so does Sergeant Slaughter. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um. I just wanted to bring that up. Also, another sidebar, uh, really sad that Impact pulled the show off Twitch, but I understand. There's a lot of people really into the show, and they got to make their money. Uh, it was originally ad- advertised to be on Twitch. Since then, it's going to be pay-per-view on Fight TV. I totally get it. Oh, okay. It's only like 20 bucks, though. Yeah, kind of but a But they're bummer, still doing but... their Fridays, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, okay. not changing. This okay. was just this specific show. Um, anyways, I just want to kind of bring that, that up. That show, though, United We Stand, has a card. Oh, though. it's going to be great. And I love to see Impact working with other feds, too. I really uh, like that, too, with Lucha Underground and yeah. everybody else. Anyways. Uh, up next, we mm. get... Uh, I said before that the other three-way dance was match of the night. I lied. This was match of the we're night. Based, we're getting an Impact reference every week now. I mean, why not? You, you know? know? <laughs> we're shills. Please, in, please endorse please us. Please sponsor us. <laughs> uh, up next, we're going to get uh, Masato Tanaka versus Taz for the ECW Championship. Uh, and or the, so the, you uh, think. Yeah, dun, there, dun, there might be dun. something else that happens here. Um, right off the bat, why wasn't this match on last? This match should 100% yeah. have been on last. Because Tommy Dreamer and Raven's a big deal. That wasn't on last, That wasn't even on last, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I see well, your point. Because again, Rob's the whole fucking show. Right. I know, but I mean, this but, was... Okay, well, we'll get into but it. But here's Rob's the whole fucking show from the mid-card, and that's where he always was. Yeah. You know, him versus Jerry Lynn didn't main event. Yeah. At least not that I'm aware uh, of. Uh, I they main evented a few times. Yeah, he main evented one other show we've done for ECW. Yes. The one we tagged with Jerry Lynn against the Impact players. Yes. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because it's a title match. Mm-hmm. You're having a first-time champion. Spoiler alert. Yep. You're having somebody uh, Taz's very last appearance in the company. Okay, well, so so, so as yep. an ECW contract exactly. wrestler, is that why it wasn't last? Was because they knew Taz was leaving, and they were like, "Let's." But not. it wasn't just everybody knew Taz was leaving. But, it, yeah. that, but, you want right. to have him send off? But but do you, like I? 
it seemed the like crowd. it was kind of a hostile environment yes. for Taz. Yes. And do you really want to put a guy on last that is going to be in the WWF the next week? It was a hostile environment until Taz came back into the ring after the match to congratulate Awesome. Right, right. That yeah. would have been the spot to end that show. And then when Taz threw it back to Mike and had him celebrating, that should have been the end. That should have been the end of the show. He didn't well, show up until. And how do you follow this up too? Exactly. I mean, this match, right. as we'll get into, obviously, exactly amazing. And, I, this made no yeah. sense. And I thought like maybe something really. Big's going to happen at the end of the show. So one, I think Kyle's absolutely right. And two, Taz didn't show up until January because he debuted at Royal yeah. Rumble. So he was off and the books for... like Yeah, he did not show up on TV for like three months. Because they, they started doing like the hype. They started doing like the beep beep stuff. Yeah. Vignettes, which I was like, Taz was Taz was Taz was my guy in ECW. Like as far as much as I wasn't like a huge ECW fan, I was a Taz fan, like through and through. Yeah, dude, Taz is the best. Oh, he was the man. Uh, should we get into the match? Yes. Just had to get that grievance off my chest real quick. Uh, so there's a streamer party for Tanaka, and then you sold out chance for Taz right away, which is well, becomes obvious. No, that people no, no, Taz, Taz looked amazing at this point. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. He was he was looking yeah. good. I think Taz was Taz got covered in streamers, dude. No, but it was for Tanaka. Yeah, because oh, okay. they were bringing it was a Japanese tradition at the time, and they were kind of bringing it over. Sure, sure. Uh, Taz grabs the mic, calls out Mike Awesome in the crowd. At first, you think he's like calling out some little kid or something. Yeah, so he's like, "Hey, you, punk. you big bastard!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it cuts bastard. out, and it turns out it's Mike Awesome. He's in his ring gear, so something funky's going on. Well, unless, and, he's, and unless he's all, unless he's always yeah. in his ring gear, that could and be. And a sweaty tank top. <laughs> yeah, very well, he's, sweaty. He's not in much of anything. Um, Wow. So Taz grabs the mic, a friend of the podcast, and calls out Mike Awesome, who is in the crowd looking on with with what's his name? Anybody? Huh? The judge? The judge? Jeff Jones, Jeff Jones, thank you. Uh, Paul Heyman, (laughs) I just blanked on his name. Paul Heyman is out to try and stop Awesome from getting involved. Taz is just getting fired up, making his case, trying to get Awesome into the match. Talk uh, shit to and Paul. all the while, Masato Tanaka is just standing there. Kind of just standing there like, what's <laughs> like, going uh, on? Uh, eventually, okay. Heyman approves the change. The crowd goes crazy. We got a three-way You want to fight two men? Before Awesome even gets into the ring, Tanaka just dives like a bullet out of nowhere. And I love that. Great shot of he, it, It was perfect. Just he nowhere. was just like, Row! He just came in <laughs> <laughs> like a house of fire. Can I get that sound effect one more time? Row! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and sample that if yeah. anyone's listening to this. Oh, no. uh, Masato and, and Mike Awesome just have the best. I could watch oh. these guys wrestle every day for you, the rest you could, of my I'm, life. I'm glad we won't because they probably would have killed each other if they would have oh, going. Seriously, they took years off each other's lives oh, for sure. Well, um, one of them had years taken off their yeah. life. The other one is still going strong. Really? Yeah, Masato Tanaka still wrestling. I need to see a current. It still Masato. looks great. Really? Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, before awesome. Speaking of awesome, gets into the ring. He gets taken out by Tanaka. Uh, Taz just watches as they brawl for a while. Eventually, gets involved soon after. Hits a Tazplex to Tanaka. Hits a German to Mike Awesome. Then they both assault Taz in the corner, and then Taz hit just an old school stiff clothesline to Mike Awesome, and then a, supl- a Tazplex to Tanaka. And then a big old big boy powerbomb to Tanaka by Awesome. And then uh, Mike Awesome goes up top, but Taz meets him. And Taz plexes him down off the top. Roaring elbow to Taz. And then a splash by Awesome. They both cover him. And Taz is eliminated in about two minutes. That was really good because it didn't make Taz look weak. No, it was an awesome Yeah, he took, he took two huge moves, one finisher. Yeah, and they just doubled him the heck out of him for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they both had climbed on top of him, too. And, they dogpiled uh, him. Yeah. And there's no, there's no reason at this point to... Keep it going. Everyone knows Taz is leaving. Everyone and the crowd starts Taz. chanting, fuck you, Taz. Yeah, you sold out. Yeah, they you didn't like out, this. No, 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 Hey, 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 goodbye. Well, and half of the locker room came out to the ramp. Yeah, the locker room comes out at this point. And they even make the crowd stop 
like talking shit yeah. to him for a second. Yeah. Well, the, I I feel like they wanted him to have more of the the Mick Foley send off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which he did right. get after the yeah. match. But they, there was like a brief moment where they were like clapping for him, and then like right after that, they just went back into like Fuck, ECW fans. ECW fans are ruthless, and he did this the absolute right way. Yeah. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, for that's sure. the worst part. He didn't mic awesome it. So no, good point. Um. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Uh. Yeah. So they do get a little bit of respect from him. Unfortunately. Uh, this would distract the crowd for like several minutes after this. Oh, uh, uh, where they were just all giving their attention to what was happening on the entrance ramp while there was some like super good shit happening in the match. I also, I also do want to say that I looked up a little bit and, uh, you know, Taz was, was the top guy for a while. And in the rise and fall of ECW DVD, he said that he'd lost his passion yeah. and wanted another challenge and to climb the ladder. I again. totally understand. So. Like, and also getting paid helps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, gonna not be having your checks bounce. Well, yes. I, I, I think he was one of the guys that never had a, an issue with getting paid. Right. But still, dude, I don't know how much Paul was paying him, but it wasn't nearly. What well, he and you got to remember, this be. is this is late 1999. Not that, I mean, not that you want to paint a guy like he's jumping ship when things are getting bad, but you can kind of start to see the writing on the walls a little oh, yeah. bit. Uh, I don't the reason the Mike Awesome left too. Yeah, how did uh, Paul not get sued way more than he did? Because he's such a people person. Yeah, because he was able to talk guys out of it. Yeah, and they're all wrestlers, so I mean. What do they do? Get an attorney. Is Taz like <laughs> a, insurance policy? Is Taz like the single most misused person that WWE's ever brought in? He's one of them. He's got to be close. Yeah. After that debut I mean, we had at the Rumble, when he like murdered Kurt Angle, you were like, "This guy is going to be like a champion." And I think his size in that era yeah. kind of just held him back. Had he come up today, he'd be a WWE champion. Yes. Well, of course, the injury like three or years NXT later. Champion. Yeah, NXT champion. And then the injury like three years team. later really Yeah, and when he nests his neck up again. He did look incredibly small compared to the, the WWE roster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, a much, it's a much different yes. time That's now important. than it was then as well. Uh, inside the match continues. Tanaka gets sent outside. There's a plancha over the top rope. Takes out Tanaka. It's a big boy plancha by Mike Awesome. That man was graceful for a oh 300 pounder. Yes. Uh, Tanaka gets thrown into the guardrail twice. The crowd is really. This is why I noticed the crowd was kind of distracted. Back in the ring, we get a sit up, awesome, sit out awesome bomb, but Tanaka kicks out of it. Awesome sets up a table outside. He tries for the crucifix bomb through the table outside as he did, and Heat Wave 98. Which That's just reviewed. a release awesome bomb. Thank you. Uh, it's a, essentially a crucifix bump. Uh, does not does not position the, eh, the arms. Come on, he yeah. pretty much does. Uh, mm. This time, Tanaka fights out of it for now. Tanaka runs all the way down to the entrance ramp with the chair and then just sprints back and just levels them with the chair. I called it running through an ECW hallway. <laughs> yeah, because <to> <laughs> he like, parted the ECW Red Sea. Yes, there's a whole other way. To look up. That was awesome. It was awesome. No other way of putting it. Uh, then we get a Tornado DDT to Awesome on the ramp, and then Tanaka gets up top, hits a huge missile drop kick. Tornado DDT to Awesome from the second rope onto a chair for a super close near fall. A chair gets placed on Awesome's head, and then Tanaka gets another one up top, and then just like jumps off the top and hits the chair into the chair that's on Awesome's face. That was pretty cool. Um, that's another near fall, by the way. Uh, awesome somehow kicks out of it. There's a power bomb to Awesome for another near fall. Awesome hits hits the uh, sorry super awesome bomb to Tanaka through the table outside. Gets it on the second attempt and then gets him back into the ring and just I'm gonna kill you. Just just gives him some head trauma on an Alabama slam. Uh, yeah, that was a bad. His Alabama. head after, after bounced off, off the, the power mat. bomb. <laughs> yeah, man, his head just honestly bounced. all of Mike Awesome's moves here just looked brutal. I yeah. always like. And the splash made it look like an anvil was falling in Looney Tunes. Seeing seeing WCW Mike Awesome and then going back and watching ECW Mike Awesome. Like, one man, cared and one didn't. It was what, incredible. Like wh- he was so. One good was working for a paycheck. One got his paycheck. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Uh, Downside guarantee. But if you're not a huge ICP fan, he did uh, powerbomb one of them on top of a... a ambulance, right? Oh, no, it was a bus. That a was, bus? Wasn't that yeah. when he was like the 70s that guy? That 70s yeah. guy, and oh. it completely knocked him unconscious, and they slid right off the side of that bus. Yeah, that's And he right. dove to try to save their yeah, life. that's right. Amazing. <laughs> whoop. Amazing stuff. I wish he went into dove. Whoop, whoop. Uh, big frog splash for a near fall by Awesome. And... Uh, Joe, who's Jones? Why did I write down Jones? Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones. Oh, Jeff judge. Jones. Mike Jones. Jeff Jones tosses the chair into the ring. And uh, these guys had good chair chemistry, by the way, because this happened twice where Jones would throw the chair and like it was just so graceful the way Awesome just like just grabbed it out of midair. I don't know. It was super. Yeah. super no, were, did you guys are, notice that? Well, like, they're definitely synced up. Yeah, wow. it was super clean. Uh, and then he just, uh, oh. same same as the last match we had, he just. He just CTEs the hell out of Tanaka with these chairs. <laughs> Those are the, some of the nastiest chair shots I've ever seen. And so, there were three times in a row, in fact. Yeah. Uh, Stop no-selling it, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, he does no-sell, though, and he hits a top rope somersault stunner for a near fall. Diamond dust. Diamond dust, yep. Tanaka calls for the roaring elbow, but awesome move just in time, and then tosses, just carelessly throws Tanaka with a German suplex into a spear for a near fall. Huge spear. It was, yes. it was, Incredible yeah, it was great. Spear. Uh, Jones tosses another chair in, and then up top we get an up, we get a top rope avalanche chair shot to Tanaka, as if the regular version of the chair shot wasn't violent enough. Let's it, do it for the top rope. And it looked like he actually used that that fall to help add to the swing. It oh yeah. Like he oh definitely. yeah. Blow. He definitely swung that thing hard. Uh, well, these two had a mutual understanding. We're just going to beat the hell. Out we're not we're pulling anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome sets up a table. Tanaka gets placed on it. Mike awesome goes up top, but Tanaka meets him up there, tries for a superplex, but can't get awesome over. And then we get a freaking top rope. Awesome bomb through the table and a new ECW champion champion is crowned in 14 minutes. Woo. This is a really good match. So, I blew so, my load. So okay, yeah. Robbie should tell us about what he was telling us about what happened after this. <laughs> so um, obviously, Awesome wins the championship. Um, this is this uh, pay per view took place on what we say September nineteenth. Yeah, yeah. Um, he held it and defended it a couple times, but then he started seeing the writing on the wall come next spring that um, obviously ECW wasn't all the wrestlers were getting paid and it looked like the, the doors were going to shut. So he decides to go to WCW and take the belt with him. And you know how much um, old uh, Eric Bischoff loved when wrestlers would dump belts in, in garbage, garbage cans. Can. I'm pretty sure it's his fetish, by the way. Nitro. Um, so I guess the word got out he was going to do that. So Paulie got lawyered up. And the way they got the belt off of Awesome was on April 13th, a then WWF wrestler, Taz defeated Mike Awesome at an ECW show who was then a WCW wrestler for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. He vacated the belt after that, right? Yes, he did, immediately afterwards. But just... He had that one... That one more he had. Welcome came back to the year the 2000. Yeah. 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 That is just so wild. Isn't it? Isn't that crazy? And it wasn't even like... I remember watching... I was a really big fan of ECW at the time watching the TNN show. It wasn't even like a TNN episode. It was like a house show, Yeah, it was like filmed from like the first row. Yeah, it was like, we just need to had. take care of this. Yeah, this needs to be taken care of. They yep, had to sneak yep. Awesome out immediately yeah, afterwards because yeah. the fans wanted to kill him. The backstage wanted to kill him. Yeah. So, so did, <laughs> is that why was it was though. Taz and not a guy like Rob Van Dam? Like... Because everybody in the back wanted to murder him? I believe so. Okay, and just Taz was just like, sure, I'll come do it. And it was a worthy distraction. Well, and that's also when Paul Heyman was on the uh, payroll of the WWF. Yeah, that's right. no one knew about it. That's right. Right. Which is probably how he got lawyered up so well to fight WCW. Ooh. The plot has already passed. Did I write this magic? No, you haven't. I gave it, uh, uh, you know what? I wrote down 4.25. I'm going to bump it up to 4.5. I loved this match. This is my match of the night. Okay. So five. I were watching this one live, 
and we legitimately did not know what would stop Mike uh, Masato Tanaka. We didn't think he kept getting up. Those Such chair an shots, Iron Man, bro. The power bomb over the top rope. I could watch these the two Alabama wrestle slam, just the power bomb off the top rope. Although everything, it just it was a stunning. And now watching it back again, I appreciated it even more. I'm giving it four point seven five. Do it. I give it four and a half. Yeah. I again, awesome and Tanaka might be the best not talked about feud. Yeah, I know you it, never it, hear it, about it, it. If that makes sense, because like we all know about it, and we all love both these guys. But when people are talking about like the best feud, nobody ever thinks about Awesome Tanaka. But, but they, they were having matches in the oh. ECW in Japan. They yeah. were, I mean, it was, and they were killing each other. Yeah, killing each other. Yeah, it's a shame Awesome never got that huge push somewhere else because he's yeah. so damn good. I mean, this dude, this dude is the freaking total package. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean. Look great. Uh, yeah, he, he had the look. I mean, the mullet was uh, a little ugly. It was yeah, awesome. No, it was he, terrible. He never, he never, he never was completely shredded, um, but he was always big and burly. Yep, and looked good enough. He, See, that was the his thing. His move set was awesome. That's the thing, though. No pun intended. I don't know if he really had the big it look. Like you said, he wasn't super shredded. He had kind of a goofy face. Yeah, his face yeah. was he like had chubby bad dad. Hair. It was chubby dad. But, I, once you saw past that, like in like in the ring, and he could cut a promo. His and athleticism in the ring, was, he was so good. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, the splashes I've oh. never seen. There's know, no big I man know. ever that has like that has hit splashes that look well, that good. Well, you remember the last match was the Heat Wave '98 where they they had a match yeah. and he did like a springboard like plancha and, and he, he like st- hovered. He stood on yeah. the, he on the Sabu style. He sabooed on the top rope, but, but the, like Sabu usually match. has to go. Whoa, this dude. Whoop, whoop, stood straight yeah, up for a good couple seconds. So I mean, that just speaks to the type of wrestler he was. What'd you give this oh, match, Luke? Four and a half. Right. Uh, just right incredible. On. Just incredible, right man. Uh, Post match, uh, Taz comes back into the ring. He takes the title from the ref. Everyone's kind of on edge. What's going to happen? He gives it to Awesome. They shake hands. Uh, they exchange words, and then Taz and Heyman embrace on the ramp. Taz is getting very emotional. And then finally, uh, the crowd is showing Taz the respect he deserves. Huge standing ovation. Uh, he goes to walk up the ramp one last time, and then, uh, rightfully so, I was worried that this was going to be like the last shot was going to be Taz leaving. But thankfully, they went back to Awesome in the ring, showed him celebrating, and that was once well, Taz thing. diverted Beautiful. the cheers. Yeah, he pointed to back awesome. to Awesome as he was leaving. Uh, just everything came to a head. It was it, awesome because just, Axel, good moment, cool because moment. Axel Very made classy. him Axel made him chant Taz, yeah, yeah. Taz. So then Taz made him chant yeah, awesome, awesome, Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, we get Raven in a dark, spooky area. Also. Uh, before you get to this amazing pro- promo, yeah, I just want to say Masato Tanaka is one of the toughest motherfuckers ever. Like he's, I he's, could, if I took one of those chair shots, I'd be insane. down. He's I'd insane. We, like I said back then, we didn't know what could kill him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, it literally could have. Yeah. Every time we saw him on TV, he was doing something like this. Yeah, and he never crazy. and he never looked like he never looked. He phased. never. He, yeah, it didn't look like he. The lights were on and nobody was home. He just kept. He's yeah. just a warrior. He, I mean, to the point where I, I actually began to think that. Those chair shots weren't as bad as they probably were. Yeah, like, yeah. surely he, he would just be, gets right back up. But no, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him yeah. inside of his body. <laughs> but uh, it's not the same as the rest of us. No. So I will say about this Raven promo, loved the promo, but the cutaways were starting to get on my nerves a little bit yeah, towards the end. CCW. For uh, yeah. So he's basically, and the music. Oh yeah, I wrote that oh. down. So he's chronicling his history of Tommy Dreamer, going all the way back to the you know the '95 era, uh, where you know Raven 
just or Dreamer can't beat Raven. Uh, eventually, ends up that uh, Raven's girlfriend has a kid. It gets pregnant with Tommy Dreamer's kid. Beulah, Beulah, who they're married in real life, by the way. Beulah and Dreamer. Yep, yep have been. Didn't know that. Uh, I looked that up on Wikipedia the other day. Uh, Raven says that the one thing Mark, uh, one thing old Tom can never do is beat him. We get and then we get. We this was so unneeded, but we get just like a pinfall montage, which the with the worst song I've. This was worse than Little Guido's entrance music. This was just like the cheesiest like alt rock song of all time and it's just like pinfall 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 like okay we get it we come back to raven he says that uh once he left ecw dreamers life fell apart get another cutaway and uh never explain why they're tag team champions because it's very clear that they're mortal enemies but they also are tag team champions they didn't even try to get into that and the announcers never once mentioned it like no backstory was given besides like the long history between raven and dreamer which is important to know right when with what happens when they actually come face to face but i would have liked to have seen you know as somebody who wasn't a weekly viewer at the time or even now something something as to how do you win the why do you have the titles how'd you win them so they beat the dully boys on the august 26th episode of ecw on tnn I don't know how they got it, <laughs> but they held them for like 170 days. If anyone remembers in our discussion thread on Slam Chat, let us know how they what happened. Also, you since I'm a big Raven Mark. I wrote down my favorite quote: "This Savior has already been crucified for your sins." This is a really good promo, by the way. Yeah. it's worth noting. This and then, was a and then, really good. And promo. then he put his arms up on the chain, like he slowly backed into the chain link fence. And then quote the Raven: "Nevermore." Thank you. And He's this, the best. This is going to be uh, Tommy Dreamer. <clears throat> well, actually, first also, we should get into what happened. Hold beforehand. on. Yeah. Can I say that Raven saying you could never beat me and then said I let you beat I me. I let you be. You can never beat me, but I did let you that one Which time. Which that is a very iconic <laughs> moment. Oh yeah. When Dreamer holds the fist up. He say fuck it. Yeah. And then yes. plants him. Plants him. Yeah. Um. So you said that they won the belts on what day? August twenty sixth, I believe. Okay, because the very first episode of um, used to be on TNM was August twenty seventh. So that was the, that would have been the very first episode that they. Oh wow! Best. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's cool. awesome. That is. By the way, August twenty sixth is the best day of the year. Is nice. that your birthday? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a match, but first Joel Gertner uh, interrupts. Well, the well, well, well. That's good. Yeah, wow. That's good. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Give the monologue, please. <laughs> Get into Gertner mode here. <sighs> I'm here in Chicago at Anarchy Rules. And some pretty young thing watches at home and drools. And I know she's got the skills and I know she's got the tools to give her oral massage to my family jewels, Gertner. If I close my eyes, damn, I think he's standing right next to me. Fantastic. Thanks. Uh, He's essentially out here just to. Oh, by the way, the neck, the neck brace bow tie still rocking it. Thanks, yes, buddy. of course. Ever. Uh, he's pretty much out here to just interview Tommy Dreamer and Francine. But not really Francine. I think he's just so talented, you have to yeah. have him out there. Yeah, yeah the pretty w much. Well, and like, they literally look forward to it on every show. Like, what is he going to say in between yeah. his first and last name? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so, basically, he just asked him what his status is with his injuries and, and, and what his future as a wrestler looks like. He says that can he... Someone, can someone explain this to me? What? What happened to Beulah? Like, she got beat up. She got pregnant. <laughs> like, in real life? Oh, I don't know. That's why Raven got mad. Well, okay, that was a yeah. long time before this. <laughs> yeah. She like, had her neck broken by the Dudleys, yeah, right? Yeah, that was earlier than this, that was, too, though. That but was like, like right around Heat Wave 98. But like, there was obviously like some weird breakup or something because he just started hanging out with, with Francine, Francine all the yeah. time. She just didn't want didn't to be part of the show anymore. Oh, okay. That's and, fair. And Francine is just... Looking hot to trot, man. Bosom shots and... I uh, in and love with that Oh, my God. We got some bun oh shots. We got some bun why. shots, too. Oh, 
Some buns. Pure bare ass. Yeah. Pure buns. Can you please say buns? This is a family podcast. Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, so uh, Dreamer says that uh, he doesn't want to cut a babyface promo, and then he cuts a babyface promo, says that he went and saw the Cubs, and he saw uh, Sammy Sosa hit his 60th. The crowd goes wild. Yeah. And he says that he wants to perform for the crowd because just like Sosa, he knows that they pay his paycheck, and he doesn't give a damn what the doctors have to say. Uh, Steve Carino interrupts, though, and six Rhino on him, and they brawl as the bell rings. You no know, Raven. You know, Brooklyn Brawler was really just a push away from becoming Tommy Dreamer. Well, <laughs> Seriously. And here we have a babyface saying that, trying to use Sammy Sosa as like a means to get over. Yeah. Like, we didn't know at the time in that Sammy Sosa was like yeah. a shit. deeply embroiled in cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and in not, hindsight, that is And not funny. just steroids. Cork bats, too. Yeah, everything yeah, true. you cheat on. Uh, oh, no Raven, man. though, as the match starts. There's a hangman's neckbreaker to Rhino. Carino takes a swipe. Uh, at um, Dreamer, but runs away as Dreamer confronts him. And then Jack Victory, who is still wheelchair bound, eats a Francine chair shot as Dreamer runs the wheelchair down. And then I love Francine it. just popped him just with the chair. Just whaps him. Um, and then Rhino gets slapped with the chair for his own good, too. And there's a slingshot splash for a Dreamer near fall, a spine buster to Dreamer for a Rhino near fall. Carino comes back with a ladder. He's like holding it. And then he, Rhino gets Irish whipped into the ladder, which hits Carino. So it really is that gone. rule again. Yep. If you're holding the weapon, you're going to get hit with it. Uh, there's a high kick to Rhino, uh, which is a bad idea. Uh, oh, that's by Francine, by the way. Which is a bad From idea the because yeah, yeah, because Rhino kills her and just like gives her a, some kind of move. It was a power slam that yeah. some that somehow knocks her underwear up and over her ass. Yeah, so her buns her, her are just buns. out now. Sorry, thank sorry. you, thank you. Uh, it, her ass was boosted. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Raven makes the save though. As Rhino is about to finish Dreamer off, he hits the DDT in stereo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Even flow. The hold even on, flow. Hold on. What? Raven runs in, goes for the middle rope, gets rejected by oh, the rope, yeah, yeah. right. hits the deck, and then rolls <laughs> comes in. Back, yeah. slides, uh, and then Jack Victory. In. This is my favorite part of this match. Jack Victory gets involved. Then we get dual DDTs to the heels, and Jack Victory gets pinned, even though he wasn't in the match. Yeah. Doesn't matter because uh, Rhino also got pinned, and they retained the belts. Technically, this was a three and a half minute match. I got to rate it. I enjoyed it, but. It wasn't a match. It wasn't any. I gave it two stars just because it was entertaining. Wow. It, yeah. it, it seemed like it was just beginning to take off. Like, I, know. I was like, okay, here we go. Now I was like, Raven's, Raven's in the here. ring. Yeah. We know it's three on two, respectively. Here we go. And then the finish. Like, yeah. It just for me, it, was, it could have been a lot better. But the, yeah, two stars as well. Also, two stars. And I loved it after the match. Because some guy named Mancow, Mancow, and a couple fat guys, run right? Yeah. Ravens, so, Ravens so, fans. And so he's a Raven so Mancow comes out, and the first shot you get of Mancow, somebody in the crowd throws a beer at him, and yep. it splashes <laughs> all over him, and, and he uses to style his hair. Yeah, he no sold it, which was yeah. good. Back oh, what, when when radio DJs were actually sort of personalities, you know, was that who Mancow was? I believe he was just oh, okay. one of those East okay. Coast radio DJs. A shock jock. Yep. Nice. I huh. also wrote that he has the worst name ever. But anyway, Luke, Mad your turn. Cow. I, I gave it actually a star and a half, uh, even though I love these love guys. Sponge. Yeah, <laughs> true. I gave it a star and a half, even though I love Dreamer and Raven. Love you. And um, I, I mean, it just wasn't a match. Like, yeah. It, it just was not a match. It I was did, entertaining I, for what it was. I did but. like how they continued the whole you know hatred thing where they got bumped into each other and Ravens pushed him and he's like hey and then they're like then they just got back to yeah. not hating each other to yeah. DDT him right yeah there quick. was a little animosity and then but Raven, he did but Dreamer did flip him off yeah I also loved how Raven never even had to take the belt off because after the match after the bow rang he like threw his jacket open and he still had the tag team belt <laughs> on his waist that's right you come in you get paid you, Raven's you, you a go legend. home with man yeah. cow who knows what was they this, did was this when so Raven was in WCW and then came back no. yeah happened. because he walked out oh it was, yeah, right before this, basically. Because that was the night Bischoff said, if anybody doesn't want to work here, get up and you can leave. And Raven was the only guy that got up. 
And then he would Good become then he would become the guy who just walked around with a shopping cart of weapons in WWF. Uh, okay, what a, what a tragedy. <sighs> very very misused, but still very fun. Yeah, st- oh yeah, for sure. Um, after that, after Mancow and Raven and the two fat shirtless guys leave, Axel Rotten comes into the ring and he's basically just like, "What a show we've had!" And then he calls out Mike Awesome, saying he's the first in line for the title. Okay, buddy. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I'm pretty sure the match for the Dreamer Raven. I'm sorry to backtrack. No, you're okay. Pretty sure it was so short because Dreamer's back was still jacked. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling something must have been going yeah. on. And then was Carino working injured because he didn't even take a bump in the match? Oh, he took the ladder bump. Yeah, but that something. was like that was the only physicality he had in the whole match. And was it Rhino took the DDT then? Yeah. Also, isn't it hilarious to see this young punk in a in a uh, singlet and be like, "Oh, he works for WWE." Yeah, now, now he's finally, like, yeah. Now he's he finally like, made it. Yep, <laughs> backstage. Um, so yeah, I got a chuckle out of Axel Rotten saying he was the number one contender. Well, and I was confused as to whether or not he was implying he wanted the match right then and there, yeah. or is this like does he want to? I think he was yeah. next week um, on TNN. <laughs> instead of that, though, Lance Storm. Uh, Johnny Smith, Jason, Justin Credible, and Don Marie, the Impact players themselves, Johnny make their way Smith, out of the ring. Whose gimmick was to be Davy Boy's son? Yeah, <laughs> but he was certainly not. And no. uh, by the way, the whole point this is supposed to be leading to Johnny Smith versus RVD for the TV title. Uh, that would not happen. <laughs> it did not come to pass. Yeah. Uh, so they really want uh, Axel Rotten to rescind the title challenge they made, and uh, calls. Because that's an official, like, by Axel just saying the words out <laughs> loud yeah. to a it's like, no, you have to take it away now. It is a contract uh, that has been signed. Rotten calls We're going to beat Sto- it out of you. Uh, Rotten calls Lance Storm a mark. And, uh, <laughs> There's so much of that throughout the, this I whole know. pay-per-view. Like, talking about I forgot how much the they time. played yeah. to, like, us nerds. Yeah, yeah. marks for sure. We ate it up back then. Shoots. Oh, man. Uh, and then Rotten tries to fight everyone, but the numbers game is too much. Uh, instantly, the crowd starts chanting for balls, and uh, he arrives with Spike Dudley. Dudley acid drops Don Marie. Balls and Smith face Which off until he gets killed with the, the chair. She did the line share of that work on that acid oh, drop. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. did amazing. She did. Yes, it looked great. Uh, balls what's, and Rotten end up standing tall. Go ahead. What's your favorite uh, one-word chant? Is it balls or head? Balls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I thought so too. It really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but not so, head, huh? So Smith runs away after getting killed with uh, Mahoney's patented chair. Uh, it's, it's a much more sturdy chair, even though it did break during the ma- actual match that happened. Uh, Rotten eventually uh, finds a mic that works because he's like trying to talk to one that doesn't work. The poor guy is so, so gassed, and yeah. all he did was get beaten up. He was like he was like Brock Lesnar after a couple German Bro, suplexes. He was not he was not an endurance man. He was a fucking <laughs> let's let's dip our hands yeah. with in he glue was, and glass. He was and huffing punch and puffing. Each other. This is the guy who got his arm sliced open with Fisker scissors one time. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was Madman Pondo, I believe, did that one. Yeah, JCW IWM, so. baby. So in between <laughs> whoop whoop. So in between uh, his huffs and his puffs, he does say that since Smith ran off. Uh, looks like Balls Mahoney is going to be the new challenger. The ring announcer makes it official, and we are going to get Balls Mahoney versus Rob Van Dam, accompanied by uh, 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 the Fonz, the yeah. Fonzie. You had to look it up. What are you doing for the television <laughs> title, which Rob Van Dam has been holding for uh, several months, almost two years actually. A decade. Rest in peace, Axel. A by the way, yeah, and Balls, right? And yeah. Balls is he? Yeah, yeah Balls. Man. He died too. a few years ago. Oh man, maybe more than a few. I don't know. It was. I feel like it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, so RVD, RVD on his way out, just greets the fans who are just rabid for him. I just, man, I cannot put over enough RVD's relationship with the crowd. And I think it's because he just, he's just being robbed. He's just being himself, you know, yeah. like, and the crowd senses that. Well, this is him at his absolute finest. Yeah. But he was just, he was theirs from the beginning. He's oh, their, yeah, he's their prodigal yeah. son. Yeah. Yep. And he never left. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Uh, um, I actually believe he wrestled one of the very last match- matches on pay-per-view for ECW. I looked that up the other day, fitting. and I think it was against Jerry Lynn. Oh, wow. And that's perfect. Yeah. Um, RVD goes after balls right off the bat, but Mah- uh, Mahoney manages a back suplex. Big clothesline to RVD for a near fall. There's a springboard kick to balls. RVD goes up top of the crossbody for a near fall, and then he uh, rolls into a really unique roll-up, like using his feet, like his legs as leverage. That's for another near fall. There's a drop kick, and Mahoney goes outside. Van Dam follows. Balls gets set, sends RVD into the guardrail, and then he takes a fan's beverage and smashes it into Van Dam. Which time? Uh, this was the first time. <laughs> like finding that. Uh, then there, there's a nice moonsault off the guardrail by RVD, but Balls catches him. RVD escapes and sends him into the ring post. Balls tosses a chair into RVD as he attempts the Van Daminator, uh, but he gets the chair thrown right at him instead. Another beverage smash onto Van Dam here. Uh, this one was more full and it kind of got everywhere. Back in the ring for a Balls near fall. Nice. They trade strikes. Balls gets the advantage. RVD misses a spin kick. Gets belly to bellied. Nice looking belly to belly by Mahoney. Great. Spinning heel kick. Cactus style sends both guys out of the ring by Mahoney. That was cool. He like clothes him with really his cool. leg. Yeah. It was awesome. I like that. Uh, RVD gets sent into the crowd. Balls follows. Chair in hand. It backfires as RVD manages to hit the Van Daminator now. Mahoney is busted open. And did you see how much he was bleeding on the okay. floor? First of all, Lots. I wrote down that floor looks disgusting. Especially after the bleed. There is a bleeding. puddle of soda beer, or something or, yeah. yeah and then that's what the balls decided to cut himself <laughs> open inside. and he was bleeding like a stuffed pig at first not as oh. bad when he got into the ring but if you looked like near where he was laying he was like there were pools of blood and he was saying something to the referee at one point as well it's probably just sad he wasted it on the floor outside. yeah seriously <laughs> uh rvd's up top hits just this insane suicide attempt a huge rolling senton onto balls in the crowd that was cool. Beautiful. Uh, Balls is just bleeding all over the place. There's a big slap, power slam back in the ring to RVD for a near fall. That senton, by the way, went a mile. I know. Yeah. It was incredible. I think it, Balls is about the only guy I could catch. It was too. from the wide shot, too, so it looked even like, wow, he's flying. Like It was good camera work there. When I watched that, I thought there are a million ways this can go wrong I, and one and way, one way this right. can go yeah. right. And if it wasn't RVD, this probably would have got messed up. Oh, yep. yeah. It was well, amazing. Well, and big, Balls is willing to put him, Yeah, I'll say he's, A, he's big and squishy. Yeah. But he's willing to Take ruin those. himself yeah. to catch RVD. Yeah. Um, Mahoney goes up top back in the ring. Uh, but RVD hits a beautiful enziguri and uh, breaks it up. Balls tosses him down, hits a springboard leg drop for a near fall, and then a sit-out spine buster, the ball breaker, to RVD. Balls goes back up top, hits a big boy frog splash for a near fall. Mahoney goes back up, but RVD meets him this time, hits a superplex to Mahoney. And then I, I loved it because when he hits the superflex, RVD flies like 75 feet into the air. <laughs> I wrote air. that too. He I thought he was about superplex. to ascend into the solar system. Uh, RVD hits the rolling thunder with a chair and toe onto balls for a near fall. RVD goes up top. Uh, Mahoney meets him up there. RVD recovers, hits a monkey flip, tries for it again, but eats a power bomb onto a chair. There's a delayed pinfall attempt as balls recovers, which yields a near fall. RVD tries a suplex, but gets DDT'd onto the chair. You never try and suplex the big guy. It's going to be a DDT every time. Dumb dumbs. I know. Mahoney near fall. A pile driver to Van Dam for another Mahoney near fall. I well, missed the pile driver so much. Well, be. That, yeah. the, and that DDT, by the way, uh-huh. like uh, for as long as Balls Mahoney stayed up in the air twisting that tornado DDT, I thought he was just going to end up on the on uh, RVD's old neck there. I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like he was hanging up there. He was. He had some hang time. Yeah. And that's a whole lot of weight oh, up there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, pile driver for another Mahoney near fall. And then uh, he grabs his chair. 
Oh, he hits a nice looking super kick. Yes, First, I did. should mention that. Then he grabs his custom chair, uh, hits RVD with it. RVD is dead. Alfonso breaks up the pin, though. While I just Balls called is... that one a good chair shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while Balls is distracted with Fonzie, RVD manages to get up on the top rope and hits a top rope Van Daminator for a near fall. RVD goes back up top, hits the frog splash. RVD retains in 19 and a half minutes. Not a bad match, you guys. No. Not at all. I enjoyed this match uh, quite a bit more than I thought I would. Uh, and this is how we go off the air with uh, RVD and Balls kind of saying handshake and being well, good sportsmen. Did you, did you mention uh, Fonzie selling the handshake from Balls? No. If you watch, Balls goes to shake uh, Fonzie's hand, and Fonzie sells it like it's the most painful handshake that's ever existed. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, I give it 3.5 stars, the match. That no, was good. Sorry. No, no, no. Bill, Bill Alfonso also, after that, after he snuck in and tried to hit uh, – the balls with the chair. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Styles just gave like that. Bill Alfonso is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was, oh, yeah, I have that written right. down as well. <laughs> and then he cowers, which yeah, yeah, it was good. Three point five for me. I enjoyed it. Wow. I know this is going to be an interesting uh, take here, but I think Rob Van Dam does his best work with Fonzie there because Fonzie was so good at throwing him the, the chair yes, at the perfect they time. They had such a good Setting rapport. Setting up the table. Thank you. Know, you. It was just. I've never perfection. said that wasn't the case. He's just annoying as goat, goat manager. Fonzie is <laughs> incredibly annoying. But he was so good at this kind of. They had such a good kind of uh, rapport with each other. Oh, too. definitely. Like they didn't even have to. They didn't have to call what they wanted to do. They just kind of knew, you know. I exactly. Know. Yeah. Um, I got it. Uh, three point seven five. It's just balls. Probably one of his best matches. I mean, he's so good For at sure. the garbage matches. But this was him working his butt off. He had a couple matches like this in the WWE version of ECW. Um, but this was probably his best match that you could find. If you would just look at Balls Mahoney, and you would say, "How good of a wrestler is this man?" You would get, you would he, he would say, "This man cannot wrestle." But lo and behold, this man can wrestle yeah, quite well. Looking at his forehead. <laughs> oh yeah, quite well actually, and he proved that in this match. I gave it three point seven five. It's definitely the best Balls Mahoney match I've ever watched. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a whole bunch. But um, until all, someone proves us otherwise, yeah. yeah. And also, I gotta say, Rob Van Dam is just one of the best ever. He is. Oh yeah. He he's, has the crowd so in the good. palm of his hand. He and he is just so fucking. He good. was my yeah. favorite wrestler like for a long, long time. Hard not to love the guy. It's just everything he did was just he's charisma. Yeah. He's, this, he's just take yeah to a fault. He's just himself. I feel like they they put the um the, they put the brakes on his characters too much when he came to the uh, WWE and he didn't have that same kind of. Um, smoothness, like you were talking about, he just flowed. He just was himself, and it just it didn't look like anything was labored. But when he came to the E, he had to do that whole let's face it, the stoner gimmick, water, and, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and it just didn't work as well. I gave it uh, three and a quarter. I mean, easily the ball, best balls Mahoney match I've ever seen. It was a little too slow at times. Like it kind of there was some stalling spots, I guess. Um, but there's also some <laughs> for balls to catch his breath. Like oh exactly. yeah, for sure, <laughs> exactly. for sure. Exactly. There's also some sick spots. Uh, a cool finish, and the fans got you know the fans got some fan service uh, to to end the pay per view. Oh for sure. So I'm glad that it wasn't the the Raven Dreamer match that ended it, and I'm also glad that it wasn't um, the Taz match for the reason that Kyle said should have been the Taz match. Well, yeah, yeah I oh, I don't want to hear match. I don't want they they shouldn't have to go home with fuck you Taz and stuff like that. So true. But so, they were so hot for awesome, though. I feel like they were also so hot for Van Dam, right? Well, always, though. Yeah. So that was going to be a, cl- a crowd pleaser, no matter what. I love RVD. Yeah. So, so Zach, here's the question: mm. What'd you give it? Mm. Um. Mm. So this was kind of a tough one to rate because the good was like super duper good, right? But there were a few things and pacing issues and like little things that kind of were just like, 
at production. Uh, I, I, I didn't struggle to get through it like I did with Heat Wave 98. I struggled to get through that show. I still I liked did too. it, but I struggled to get through it. This was an easier watch. Overall, I give it a B plus, just because there was some super good stuff in it. And uh, I don't know, just another good ECW show. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, the the highs were incredibly high. I mean that that yeah. both triple threat matches. Um, you did know, you get goosebumps watching the oh, show again? Yes, definitely. Yeah. At times, it's just especially that that Tajiri, um, little Guido, and uh, uh, super crazy match. It's oh just yeah, so good, so good. Um, but the lows were so bad. Oh, you forget like that. You know, I put my ECW uh, rose uh, tinted glasses on yeah. when I think about it, and I forget like how awful and how shitty it could really be. Um, but that being said, it was way better than worse, or way more, way um, more uh, good quality of content than. The, the bad stuff. So yeah. I'll give it a B plus as the well. The good definitely outweighed the bad. So if I got to give it like an 89.95% rating on Someone's the B plus scale. This fancy shit what the hell rates. is that? That's a B plus. That's a B plus. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like you take out that one, that like 10 minutes of shit. Simon Diamond nonsense. You have an A show. Well, I think you close the show with Masato Tanaka. Um, Mike awesome. I'd be more Taz, inclined to give you, it an A. I yeah. give it a, a See, four. I'm more with Luke on this. I th- right. I think RVD was the right guy to close the show because you don't. He's one of a kind, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and he's the whole effing show. Correct, Luke. Uh, I also give it a B plus. I wow. don't know what I'd give we it numerical <laughs> value, but uh, yeah, I mean it's super fun. Um, and the biggest thing I think, <clears throat> going back to what you said, Robbie was the production value was awful, and that lent itself a lot to the the shittiest of the shit. Um, as well as just the random like booking ideas. So it really just came down to the personnel. Like they had so much really, really good under the radar talent that could make these moments glorious. And also, I'm not sure what the booking, like, you know, quote unquote booking committee looked like at ECW. I think they just, the wrestlers just called their own matches completely. Yeah. Um, I'd say so. Yeah, and so they were able to use all their creativity, and look where it got them. I mean, it got them these amazing yeah. matches. Well, I think again, in the, every time every ECW show I watch, it it like drives this point further home to me that that to like more casual fans of ECW specifically, it, it's kind of always remembered as like this blood and guts barbed wire death match table on fire promotion. But every ECW show that we've watched. For, since we started this podcast has been an undercard and even a main event full of just grade A workers with some hardcore and extreme stuff sprinkled in and uh, I think it strikes a perfect balance. He wave 99 got bad there for a little bit. Yeah. 99 and 98. Which one had the Dudleys doing the crazy promo? 99. Yeah, that one got bad for a little bit, but Yeah. But. Um so next week we're bringing you Fastlane yeah, guys, 2019. There's, an- there's another live show. I'm still recovering from the goddamn Royal Rumble. And, <laughs> and there's another live show next week? Are you kidding me? And there's only four Dude, matches March. announced so far. So Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens main event. That's going to be good. That's Usos be so versus good. Shane McMiz. We got Mandy Rose versus Asuka. Really? Yep, for the title. What the hell? So Asuka still has the belt? I mean, this is. I, dude, she had dude, the belt. She legitimately, she legitimately not up on has not been on TV since after the Rumble, right? If she has, it's only been once or twice. What the hell? And the last match is the Boston Hug versus Tamina and Nia Jax. Yikes. And, uh, th- th- there's, there's some uh, Shield reunion match possibilities and stuff like that. So, oh, yep. you, you missed. There is the, uh, the uh, Roman Reigns match is confirmed. Oh, yes. The Reigns Roman- and Rollins versus the three heels. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the three heels. Corbin, Lashley, and yeah. Str- uh, McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre. Oh. 
A two on three? A three on two? Yeah, but it, it's Dean's going to come out. Yeah. Or they're going to put oh, yeah. somebody. They're going to put Dean and like Ron Strowman in it, and then Elias is going to yeah. get involved, and it's going to be a the whole roster is going to just run yeah. out. Yeah. So, anyways, Robbie, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, the man. What did you right think? Now. Did you have a good time? Oh yeah, awesome. Maybe we'll have you back. No, I'm never coming back. All right. I don't like any of you. Right on. Oh man, we love you guys. Too, too, too sweet. Too sweet. Fun while it lasted. Too sweet, baby. Have a good night. Love you.